we are doing the will of our true self. We are inevitably doing the will of the universe. In magic, these are seen as indistinguishable. That every human soul is in fact one human soul. It is the soul of the universe itself. And as long as you are doing the will of the universe, then it is impossible to do anything wrong. I just wanted to say howdy and welcome to the first Pragmagic Liminal Stream live from the new dirt and digs of the Seattle drizzle and detritus. Uh, listeners and viewers might have noticed that I've had a break in episode content over the past couple of months. A lot of that is because of relocation, career change and uh, releasing a new album. And I'll just say hashtag no new music for CW right there. Um, right. I'd like to remind those that YouTube may be a place for the live streams that I do, but all of my 60 plus episodes are available in audio format wherever pods are casted, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you. So if you can, please throw a thumb, drop a sub, blab a review if it behooves. And I won't stand on too much ceremony for my next guest. Goddess knows that once you get a clip show dedicated to you, like he has, you've made it long enough. Jeez. (laughs) If you you haven't been on the receiving end of one of his infamous tirades during his daily streams, then you're doing the internet wrong. It's just a matter of time. Don't worry. Stay in there, kids. (laughs) It's like the the first achievements. This man has over $15,000 in attorney's fees for saying what we were all thinking. So join me in saying not today, Yahweh. And throw some psychic nucks to Mr. Commonwealth chanting himself. CW Channer, how are you? I am doing I am doing great. I am I am blessed and I thank you from the bottom of my heart uh to have me on your your prestigious uh show. <laughs> I love it. And I like so this is like a like uh because you're breaking in the new studio with me. I like that. I feel honored. Yeah. Yeah, so first a one. Bit of history. There you go. I've got to give a shout out to our dear friend Sam Shadow, who helped Absolutely. me uh, work out some kinks along the way. Same with Jill. I've recorded some episodes uh, just recording and trying to work out live streaming. So this is the first public one. So oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, in the new uh, the new studio. I but, like yeah. it. Take me back. I like the big R. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually. You know what that's from is. Uh, independent independent publishing resource center in portland they were going out of business and that was part of their sign iprc so it's uh it's where i used to make zines like a little you know hipster asshole that i was oh, absolutely absolutely you want some you want my zine sure yeah. i do no i don't what's that mitch hedberg <laughs> joke uh what? what's that mitch hedberg joke thank you for giving me something to throw away Oh, like, absolutely. Hey, you want to throw yeah. this away? Yeah. <laughs> um, I absolutely. did. I mentioned, though, you know, I came to you a bit later in your like, you know, YouTube career and like what your trajectory was in the past five years or so. Right. Um, but something you always kept bringing up that I've never really had a full grasp about. And I've always wanted to just genuinely ask you 
was your praxis of uh, Commonwealth chanting and yeah, what your you, name is from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's it's really the, the, the whole YouTube shenanigans. One of the most hysterical things about it was um, and it's, you know, the truth about you comes out online. You know what I mean? Whoever you are, like, oh, it's, it's a mask. It's a sack account. No, no, no. The, the you that, you know, I had been, you know, a seeker. And I, you know, I, I had been fascinated. Uh, it wasn't like a choice. It was just something that I was drawn to. I was drawn to spirituality, religion, faith, beliefs, religious practices, new religious movements, cults, the history of cults, you know, from... Mormonism to Charles Manson and everything in between. And I was really fascinated with the notion of, you know, this, this compulsion to want to participate. And I, I had joined up with a whole bunch of different organizations and groups, tried on a lot of different proverbial hats and a lot of different proverbial practices. And uh, just none of them were ever the whole enchilada. There was too much cognitive dissonance. I was expected to accept a whole bunch of belief systems there none of these things have so far fit the bill so what are we going to do about it and that and that was it you know and, it, and i'm going to be I, i'm very honest with people and being honest with this aspect of it has shot me in the foot and has, has provided my detractors with ammunition yeah i will be completely honest that at points in my development uh, I was less spiritually inclined. I was less, you know, authentically, you know, trying to be the best person I could be. I had flirted with things like Satanism. I do have narcissistic, certain narcissistic tendencies. And so there were, there were parts, of, parts in the, in the, in, in the evolution of Commonwealth champion that did touch upon me saying like this cult leader thing seems like a great, awesome bag. You know what I mean? Look at what Adidas sit on a big chair, spiritual text every day. I meditate upon these things. I, you know, I think about these things deeply and the evolution, you know, came forward till eventually I got to this point where I had formulated it. I knew what it was. I had written it down 10 different times. I, I had it down and I made a commitment. I said, this is it. And part of what it is, is, is a commitment to say, this is it. And the whole part of it is one of the main points of it is this one of the key inspirations was the u.s constitution mm -hmm. the u.s constitution runs to 12 to 15 pages depending on font size the eu constitution is thousands of pages long complexity does not help people understand yeah. what they're being asked to join or what they're asked to you know endorse as a social contract so the whole point of commonwealth champion is i can tell someone basically what it is in 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, if we stretch it out, I can give you an 11 page PDF document that basically says the whole thing from soup to nuts, from right. personal practice to organizational structure to group practice, it's all there. And when the whole point is to tell people, if you wanted to do this, part of the social contract, part of the social bond is to say, one of the key commitments that I make to you is I'm not going, I am closing the door on the possibility of me, Elron. Hubbarding it. Mm -hmm. And what is that? You come out with Dianetics, Dianetics is a hit. People are getting something out of it. You know, you're loving it. And then all of a sudden, you start coming up with some new stuff and you start having all these rules. And then there's all these different edicts and, and plans. And before you know it, it's esoteric, it's a cult, it's obscured, and it's a, it turns into bad juju. So the thing is locked. And I, so I say to people, I said, this is what it is. And people 
in the early days when I first started telling people about, they would, you know, give you notes. And I'd be like, I don't care if you don't want to publish my document. I quite frankly, I don't care if you don't want to join. I said, but I'm not looking for notes here. It's, it's, this is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's a personal practice. It started off as a personal practice. I, I codified it, you know, as best as I could. I've talked about it several times, but where I'm kind of headed with this and, you, and, and I, I apologize to you in the audience and I, and, and this will be a test of you as an interviewer, because I, you've watched my videos. I tend to go, I start over in um, Wrigley field. Right. And before you know, we turn around and be like, how the fuck did we end up in giant stadium? Yeah. The train. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let, let me simplify one thing. So let's see this. I started the YouTube channel in order to explore my spiritual beliefs, my spiritual practices and my thoughts and beliefs on same, especially in the, what I refer to as the new age diaspora. Shortly after starting my channel with that glorious, beautiful white light, mm -hmm. pure hearted intent, Peace I and got love. pissed off because people weren't paying attention to me. I uploaded a video to YouTube in the foolish belief that if other videos about this subject matter got 5,000 or 15,000 views over the course of 15 years or whatever, 10 years, then clearly my videos are supposed to do probably about as well uh, within a month of being added. It was, it was, it was ignorance of how YouTube works. Sure. It was ignorance of what it takes. Yeah. So I got pissed off. There was one particular guy who was, uh, I thought he was a quote unquote big deal at the time, but that was because I was narrowly focused on a very, very small community of, of people that I just was tuned into project Camelot, the project Avalon forum, what have you in the, and the kind of the soup du jour, like a predecessor to a, a Corey good was this guy that almost had Corey good's job with David Wilcock. And what that guy's name was Shane. The, and I Shane, and I called him Shane and ruiner. And oh, right. he had this yeah. blog. He had this blog that he God bless him. This is how crazy this scene is. Was he a he Gaia was, person? He, he was he wasn't this is before okay. David. This is Dave. This is Jay Widener. This is back in the day. This is right. 2014. David Wilcock already had a show on the nascent Gaia channel. And he was doing, you know, sacred research and the, the history of like little sacred knowledge teachings or whatever sure. they were. Jay Widener started to explore with him the concept of having a show based around these, I think, the Secret Space Program and so-called Secret Space Program whistleblowers. David Wilcock had connections to a guy called Bill Ryan, who mm. was running the Pet Project Avalon Forum that was formerly, he was a former business partner and paramour of right. Terry Cassidy of Project Camelot. So over at Project Avalon, there were a couple of people kind of banging around that might have been candidates for David Wilcock's, you know, talent search. One of them was Simon Parks. One of them was Corey Good. at that point going under a different name. And one of them was Shane the Ruiner. Now, this is based on anecdotal conversations and, and hearsay. I know about the, like, the cribbing yeah. of Project Avalon. For yeah, so it was, it was, there, all those allegations happened on. David Wilcock had originally tapped Shane the Ruiner. And Shane, to his credit, said, I'm not going on, on national TV saying this stuff. It's one thing to write a friggin' blog. And I'm speaking out of turn and I'm speaking for people. And a lot of these conversations that I, a lot of this information that I'm drawing on was third hand, sometimes hearsay information, sometimes right from the horse's mouth from people who may or may not have had a personal horse in the race. 
And a lot of these conversations took place five years ago. But what right. I do know is that Shane had affirmed to me that he was in talks with David Wilcock to do that show and said, and at what point, and that, that around that point, Corey Good had kind of come into, into the scene. And Corey Good at that point was in radio contact with, with Shane and, and bragging about how he and David were out in LA where David lived at the time. They were eating sushi every night and, you know, living this, you know, kind of, exciting lifestyle so you so you're watching that as someone that started this channel to do right this, so you know, like love I, and light language and this pisses you off and this pisses me off because yeah. i am giving authentic awesome great information and this ruiner blog keats you should have seen this fucking can i curse i mean i don't know like i'm yeah of course okay yeah. okay so this stuff was like the first time you meet a reptilian queen you're not prepared but when her icy gaze locks with yours, you say to yourself, well, there's no turning back now. As the trap door beneath me opened up and the stairs led down, she said to me in an icy voice that sent shivers up my spine, I hope you're ready to leave the old world behind. It's just bad like, fiction. It was, just like, it was like, you fiction. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, the night was dark right. you know the first time i met sasquatch i mean it's just it was ridiculous but <laughs> people were talking about it and it was getting praise all over facebook so i came out and i was like i read the whole freaking blog i came out and i said shane the ruiner is a douchebag bozo mm -hmm. deluxe let me tell you why and i tore into him i was like this is stupid and it was basically the, the and the classic cw chanter content that everybody loved was born but right. that wasn't what the intent was. I was going to say, are you my intro video on YouTube? Yeah. It's all like, hi, I'm a CW Chanter. And yeah. I welcome you and thank you for coming to this. Are space. you comfortable with this change? Like, has it kind of, has it become a genesis it, of finding yourself is, within this? Like, is that. I tell people when YouTube is a crucible, any activity engaged in is the labyrinth. Right. It's the crucible is the, 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 the where you will learn about yourself. And if people have followed my trajectory, right? This channel, my YouTube channel was started on my 40th birthday as a gift to myself mm. in order to explore spirituality, honesty, integrity. Not like the Alan Moore, I'm gonna be whole, a magician when I'm 40. <laughs> the whole, the whole yeah. like, hey, how you doing? Welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of thoughts and it's not about telling you that you're wrong it's about sharing with you what i might think is if not right Ooh, i'm teetering it's true teetering. right and then within 30 seconds of being ignored by the internet watching shame the ruiner get like retweeted by like 15 people i was like y'all are been wrong and let me tell you something and then of course and the one of the here's where it gets hysterical one of the first people to comment on that shame the ruiner video was Corey good Ah. Corey could reach out and said, yo, you probably think that my stuff is as, as ridiculous as Shane's, but I just want to let you know that blah, blah, blah. Good. It's a good thing that you went after Shane. And then I was like, and then what the great thing was, is that Shane is like Corey Good's complete opposite. When I tore into Shane and said, this whole thing is ridiculous. He was like, Hey, saw the video you made about me way to go. And I reached out to him. Oh, like, wow. You should come on my show. And he came, he was the first interview on my channel. Yeah. He was the first interview on my channel and he handled it and we became friends. You know, we the reason why, friends. uh, you know, in this past couple of years I've dived deep, I wouldn't consider you in the, the debunker sphere, 
but right. you know that is a part of like where you're from but there's like an enigmatic kind of agnosticism with a lot of the things too it's almost like a very delineated you know i know it's bullshit but hey there's something here on the other end right oh, with that without a doubt and then part of the thing that that gets tough is that what people the youtube paradigm is set up like almost all other publishing paradigms mm -hmm. here is the work and the work is expected to be to tell you in some way shape or form what it is so that people can know whether it's attractive to them whether it's saying that agrees with them or disagrees with them and because i am trying my best to be 100% authentic, which means that I'm trying not to be mediated and I'm trying to not downplay contradictions. And I'm not trying to act as though or commit to one side or the other, but I'm allowing people to know that I am in flux, right? That, which is what I think is the natural state of affairs. It becomes very difficult because there are people so agnosticism doesn't channel. sell tickets absolutism does no yeah. absolutely you're 100 right so i have like it's a constant struggle of if i start making this sort of content or that sort of content or if i express one way or the other people will I, I say it all the time when a person becomes a fast fan and this happens frequently someone sends me an email yo man yo man yo man where you been all my life I just binge watched your last five videos and I can't get enough. I'm telling my friends about you. Yo, new Patreon supporter, new <laughs> subscriber. You're great. You're Quit awesome. Heard you mention the misfits. Wow. You're from New Jersey too. The minute, the, the higher the praise, the more the love is, I say to myself, the quicker it's going to turn into the, 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 like, sometimes it's just the second or third email. Yo, yo, yo. What are you? What kind of deceptive bastard are you? Are you crazy? Are you legit crazy? Yeah. Your last video, man. I can't even. I can't even recognize the guy that I first started watching. Meanwhile, they started watching like two weeks ago. Yo, unsubscribed. Oh, I've seen this Hell, time and time again. You know what I mean. You know, especially in circles that we kind of permeate in. I've seen that that flip. I think like oh. they, they can't hold on to the persona you know, of what they think they want from you. And Absolutely. so the minute that you're like, oh, I'm going to pull out a tarot card. Fuck you, you know? Oh, oh yeah, and 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 that's that's the other thing. It can, it can come out of nowhere. And it's like, you know what happens a lot is that like, so I've been here on YouTube. We're approaching six years. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that people come in and it's like, there has been a whole history. And I've explained a lot of this stuff. You know, we've been through this journey. If you like, if you come in at year six and you haven't and you can't square the circle of CW Chanter believes in the value of faith and spirituality and at the same time has marked atheistic tendencies and mm -hmm. thinks that a rational scientific based worldview is a good tool in order to yeah. is a pragmatist. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are people that that come in late and I'm like, we are not relitigating this issue. No. You know what I mean? And it's and the other things, like I said, about the, the the different types of fans who like the different types of content. I come on constantly and I'm like, I cannot play you guys man for man. Right. I cannot. I am not going to be able to mediate and monitor my content in order to please everybody because you guys are run a total gamut. Yeah. There are people that the minute I do one of the the the, the so-called debunking videos where I'm critiquing and criticizing 
David Wilcock, Corey Good, Simon Parks, whoever, people are like, yeah, nom, nom, nom. the Enchanter content I love. And then I'm like, yeah, okay. So I watched two hours of Simon Parks this week. That's my cut. That's my limit. So now we're going to talk about something that's personal to me, whether it's, you know, discussing the merits of channeling information, whether it's just doing a tarot card show, whether it's doing hashtag no new music, whether it's talking about nostalgia loops. And there are plenty of people who are like, oh man, this one again. And it's like, yeah, this one again. You know, yeah. we're not doing this. You do it five or, days a week. There's going right. to be some or, ones or, or, that you're not. The, the, yeah. the person that, that pops up in the live chat or the person that pops up on my email and they're basically taking it personal or they, they, they don't like something that I did. Like I had a, per, like this happens all, like once a month, I get an email from somebody and it's, and it's like I said about the people that flip flop, it'll be yeah. someone who'll say, I was, you know, your Patreon at $25 a month. I got a lot out of your content, but the latest stuff, two videos in a row where you're taking your shirt off and making striptease jokes, <laughs> unsubscribe, not following you on Patreon no more. Yeah. You disappointed me personally. Right. And I really think you need to think about what you're doing with your life. Oh my God. And yeah. it's like, yo, like, and, and I used to back in the day when I first, when you, you know, this, when you first started, you got 10 subscribers, 15 subscribers. You know the subscribers by name. You know the people. You oh, see yeah. the you can recognize. So subscriber number thirteen starts saying like, I don't know. Uh, you, I'm writing back to them. What, what, I've come what, into it. You know, here? I've yeah. had I've had guests on here. You know, I don't agree with a lot of their views sometimes, but that's not the reason why I'm talking to them or not those specific views. Right. You know, I I've had Thomas Sheridan on twice, and people <laughs> throw a fucking shit fit about Thomas Sheridan. And I get that, like, you know, he's a he's a bit of a provocateur, you know, in certain areas. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not talking to him about, you know, politics or or, you know, but it's like it's just very otherworldly things that I bring him on for. But people can't look past, you know, what their own inclinations to someone has already been. And so it's just that person all the time. And that's not how people work. They're multifaceted. They there are all sorts of different things. That said, though, you know, I am weary of platforming certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, have and, you? Yeah. Have you like come across? It's like there is some shit I just don't want to talk about, even well, you though know, I might be, well, you know, the, passionate about it. What I'm learning it. more, more and more is this: is that I like, you know, people like, like I used to do interviews with people, and, and I stopped, I stopped doing them, and it came, and I also used to do huge group live chats right i tend not to do that anymore and people are like why i'm like because that opens the door to everything becoming personal yeah that opens the door to all sorts of questions that i can't mitigate and deal with regarding platforming like you said like you have thomas sheridan on to talk about yeah, the stair he, steps and yeah and the necronomicon or the hexing history of the yeah. people <laughs> on the aisle and yeah. people want to talk about, you know, talk about, you know, the fact that you had some guy on who had positive things to say about Donald Trump in 2016 mm-hmm. or whatever. And I get it because I'm one of those people. You mentioned Thomas Sheridan. And I'm like, well, that guy's a dick. Yeah, well, you know, he's, I don't yeah, like I mean, but, but, but the point is this, is that so the reason that I, that I kind of tended to go away from those interviews is because it gets too complicated yeah. and then it, it gets, you know, diluted. I think that, too, though, there's an intent. You know, I do love what Thomas says about certain things, and that's why I do the podcast. This is basically my like way to learn. It's it's a grift in the way of like 
I can't afford, you know, proper education. So here I'll do a podcast to talk to people that I can actually, you know, artists or thinkers or whatever to learn from, you know, one on one. You get a promotion out of it and I get to, you know, relish in any wisdom that I get. And, but, he, and, he's, and he's got and that, you know, not to make it all about Thomas Sheridan, but Thomas yeah. Sheridan. So, for example, like, you know, I my gnosis and knowledge of Thomas Sheridan involves two things. Number one, I believe that he's legitimately established to my mind the fact that he's dedicated himself to doing years and years and years of research yeah. into the history of the occult and the history of, of, of craft and especially in the British Isles. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yeah. And then the other thing that I know about him is that, you know, he, he tended in 2016 when I was a subscriber to him, all of a sudden I noticed that those videos about the meanings of tarot cards basically disappeared. And he just kept on talking about social justice warriors and Donald Trump, at sure. which point I said, that's not why I'm subscribed to you. Yeah. And, so, and I made the choice that, that we just talked about in the context of people making that choice vis-a-vis me. Well, right maybe, yeah, you know, that's what I was just up, say. they subscribe they mm-hmm. you you make content they watch at their leisure i used i still to this day you know there's aspects of me that are fully clear and there's aspects of me that still need work and so there's plenty of times where i convention and i complain about the fact that if i do a video about simon park still or david wilcock there'll be 70 people in the live chat and if i do a video about like you know me my feelings and the state of affairs of you know should i get a new cat um the 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 the, the, it's half those views and i'll be like why the fuck are people watching the the dumb videos that suck and why aren't they watching the good videos that are awesome i mean this is brutal this is this is brutal to me especially as you know a creator in many different mediums like i remember having the you know revelatory moment where i was i was like aghast that if i post about something i created from nothing it gets nothing if i Uh post my face or my girlfriend's face it gets you know triple like what anything would and it's just like this vapid you know culture i don't know and i see i see that like permeating and why you switched from commonwealth because yeah that's gotta that's gotta burn some ire in you to see people that don't deserve really to be heard you know and so then you know it's like so we we try and find out where where what's coming out so then so the re, the cw the angry cw chanter comes out but that's yeah. the real cw chanter the first guy was the mask i there was not that guy that guy was it was a sales pitch like that uh, like lou reed and john kale joined sure. you know wearing beetle monkey suits in order to like you know right. Under get Andy on Warhol. You know, the Dick yeah. Clark show. that's not what's happening inside and eventually the truth comes out and the truth that came out did this thing are you telling me that you're essentially metal machine music oh without a doubt but you know what i mean (laughs) but i'm not but you know what you know what i am i am metal machine music who deeply desires and strongly so wants to be coney island baby oh you know what i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely you know what i mean like yeah you know what i mean or to pinch new york you know what i mean like it's, it's incredible secretly listening to that all Absolutely, time, yeah. but then all that ends up coming out is metal machine music, right? But, but without doing the metal machine music, without doing the full-on shame tirade, and then following up and doing all the videos about other people, no one would have ever seen any of the videos about Commonwealth Champion. I know, and, and no that's you know, I've got to say, like stuff. my first introduction to you, and I think 
I'm going to blame Stevie Sayroth the Mage for pretty much everyone that I know on YouTube. That's because, how it uh, it's all I think he, he was my, my gateway to meeting this community. And he's, you know, very close, still a close brother to me. I love him very much. But yeah. uh, he, I think he mentioned you in something or, you know, there was some cross-pollination and it was a video about you against Ascension programs. And I was in a place where... I, you know, I was like full blown anarchic magic, fuck traditionalism. I'm not subscribing to anything. You know, I can't get heads or tails among, you know, like even creating We the Hollowed, which is an art, you know, collective that's like metaphysically minded. It was ah, just like, on. I fucking can't, you know, if it's not super individualistic, I, I don't see working with anyone. And I hated the fact that there was so much out there about you know paying big money to ascend and oh. you said in this video and this was a couple years ago now i'll never forget it but it was you're basically like the wisdom's all there like you're a fucking idiot if you need to pay that money for a shortcut you know it's all available we live in the internet age sure. you can find it you know and sure. i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's that's how i got into you and so there was always that thread where, you know, to be honest, when you're talking about how people watch you in different scapes, I do that too. I'm not so familiar with, you know, the, the UFO community because like I've never just never been good with it. Right. But like you speak about it, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll you know, check in later or something. You know what I mean? But that's the beauty of you because you can reach back into other things. And I was, I was bummed that. You know, you don't you don't speak about Commonwealth chanting enough. You know yeah, what I mean? The funny thing about about not speaking about Commonwealth chanting enough is was well, number one, like you know, there is there is this kind of this give and take um, about you know trying to you know deaden people, and then also there's a, there's an understanding and familiarity with the fact that look, I'm going to be completely honest. My numbers are so consistent, right? I can pretty much safely say that I know and understand that even if I know, don't know people necessarily by name, even if they don't identify themselves in the live chat or they, they're subscribed or unsubscribed or whatever the case may be, I know that, that there's very few new people coming in. So when I, at this point, it's kind of like when I pick up and just read from the, the 11 page, you know, Commonwealth chanting document, which is not the, the only, the absolutist most you know formal recitation of it right i'm a little champion there's there's several different videos that go through the whole thing soup to nuts it's not about the, these specific words or what it is it's about the key concepts in play most people have already been exposed and know and know about it I, and i know you know who who is affirmed to me that they you know practice it consistently or they're influenced by it or they took it on board or some aspects of it on board so part of the reason that i don't talk about it is is there really a need because because there's such a consistency of the audience i think people have been pointed to and are aware of what's going on there and you know the other thing is this is that you know i've practiced so like even though i'm aware of the fact that that i practiced that i don't talk about commonwealth chanting often necessarily and that not talking about it often with the exception of occasionally ripping out the document and just hitting it a random right. when you mention it my whiskers go up you know because right. we both have created you know i keep using the term anarchic because it's just you know our own kind of individualistic praxis right. or whatever 
But like anytime you mentioned it, I'd be like, holy shit, what's up with that? You know, <laughs> but you know, the, the other thing is this is I tell you, Keith, send me, I'll send you the PDF. I would you love it. Yeah. I tell people like you want, you want to read, uh, it's not going to take you an, an hour and a day. But, right. you know, but so the funny thing is, is that the more that I, that Commonwealth champion became a, a key aspect, a real key aspect of my life and took more and more importance as we were going through, we talked about this crucible of YouTube. Oh, doing the course of YouTube over the last going on six years, I started off as a full-time attorney with a robust practice that was killing me, was not soul affirming, life affirming at all. I was married, you know what I mean? Sure. And, um, and, and all these various other things. And over the course of time, I'm, I, where you find me now is I'm divorced. I went from a, my practice went from a full-time support staff of four to a full-time support staff of May, but I'm happier than I've ever been. Um, and you know, these various things have happened. So through this transformation, you know, Commonwealth Champion became more and more a real key thing to me. And it became less about promoting it to people than practicing it myself. The key practice of Commonwealth Champion and how it's expressed in my life, I spent about an hour and a half to two hours in the involved in the personal practice of Commonwealth Champion. Yeah. Okay. Daily. So it's gotten very deep. So by the time I get to making a video, you know, I'm satiated and I'm satisfied and I've run through a whole gamut of, of personal exploration and experience with it. And there's not really much, you know, more that I feel that I need from it. So it ends up kind of being regulated to a thing where it's like, I don't need to, you know, to tell the, I'll, I'll read the piece of poetry to the class, but I don't necessarily need to tell you, you know, who like, the woman is. You don't need them to charge your personal right, right. You know, practice. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I've gone through that too, you know, I've, and it's funny because who needs another fucking magic book or who needs another, you know what I mean? And, but at the same time, when you're creating your own personal one, it's, it's fun to jot about or, you know, speak of, uh, but there's too many, like, I'm not, I, I'm not into how to's, you know, I figure like an 11 page PDF document would say as much as you need you know, and how to and, get started. And, and, and that's the, that's the other part of the reason I don't talk about it is because, because at a certain point, like I've made, like I make about on average, I probably make one or two CW you know, Commonwealth champion videos specifically. And they always come up the same way. I, I rem I'm reminded through some accident of nature that I'm supposed to be talking that this channel is supposed to be talking about Commonwealth champion. So I come <laughs> back and I, you know, my main notebooks or the, the, the 11 page document are just, it's all memorized mm -hmm. and I'll just blurt it and I'll just do it. And it'll, it will be a 15 minute video. It'll be a 25 minute video, half hour, 45 minutes, an hour. And then it's like, I did it. One of the strangest things for me about YouTube was when it evolved from being you upload a video to YouTube to this live interaction, live chat, live streaming paradigm. One of the things that have always, has always been interesting to me is this notion of that, are we making a video that's supposed to be like a newspaper article that's relevant just for today? Right. And the newspaper is wrapping fish tomorrow. Combustible. Are we, are we making like some sort of document that we think is going to be timeless? Yeah. To? 
Yeah. So when I've made the the one or two videos, you know, in a year's time specifically about Commonwealth champion, it's like, do I need to see it again? Say it again. And there's parts of me that are, that are reminded that in this live streaming thing, it, it's not about what Howard Stern did two and a half weeks ago. What Howard Stern did two and a half weeks ago is gone. It's in the ether. Right. He's gonna do the same thing today that he did two and a half weeks ago, that he did 20 years ago, that he did 12 weeks ago, 12 years ago, three years ago. It's the same thing, but it's it's happening in the now. Yeah. And it's like repetition of, of brand names. There's part of me that knows and understands that that's where it, I started the, doing the just reading a random part of the 11 page document. It is documented just by right? like exposure. You're yeah. all, all going to watch me talk about David Wilcock and then I'm going to give you this paragraph completely out of context. And you're going to be like, what? Or you're not going to think about it. You're going to scratch your ass or look at the live chat and talk about, yeah, that guy's a joker, whatever the case may be. But over time, you will have heard the 11 page document over sure. enough yeah. times where it's in your head or something. Yeah. Is, does that work? I, That's well, I, about about anarchist uh, anarchic religious and magical practices. We all know it works, mm. but does it really? You know what I mean? Like, sure. what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Here? You know what I mean? Yeah, Genesis I think you know. Yours. My whole thing is, you know, trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to to put scope on my experiences in the past or or things that have worked and continuously educate myself on. I think when people are so obsessed with the idea, if it works or not, they're missing the point. Oh yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's about, it's about the practice, right? It's about the journey. Yeah. It's about to be a goofy, know, whether it's, idiot about whether, it, it's but... sanding the, whether it's raking the sand garden, the rock garden, sure. or polishing the wood or chanting the chants or reading the book or exploring mm -hmm. the history or whatever or trying to time travel it's it's the practice the the, the path is the goal yes because yeah. in that journey in that doing you will it will be revealed to you including as being presented with the fundamental question are you wasting your effing time doing how much have i invested in so like here's a, here's a, here's a here's a teachable moment that i think we can both relate to as as dark music fans genesis peorge Oh, Back yes. in the day when I was doing tons and tons and tons of things, I thought the Genesis Peorge was like knowledge incarnate. Oh, yeah. And, I've and, had that said, and, he, and for years and years and years, I was working with sampled music based on the teachings of Genesis Peorge, where he had said in an issue of, I believe it was Mondo 2000. Oh, I right? love I, I, I grew say, up with right? that book. So this has got this is like it's nineteen it's nineteen ninety six mm -hmm. and my my friend Adam has joined the U.S. Army. We're going to go out and celebrate his journey off to seas by me and him and and our other best friend are going to go out to Sedona, Arizona by Amtrak train. And I, one of the things that I had with me was in this issue of Mondo two thousand, uh, where there was a, a brief little article or blurb by Genesis Peorge. And one of the things that he said in there was, if you sample a given sound or piece of music, you have taken a holographic aspect or image yeah. of it. And every time you recapitulate or use it in a new form, you're it putting all of that holographic energy into it. He's like, if you sample John Lennon's guitar hit on, you know, Right, you know, I am the walrus or whatever. Instant then karma, whenever yeah. you d 
do it, whether it's subconsciously buried in the mix, stretched out to 10 times, you're, you're getting all of that is happening. And then years later, I reflected upon that. And I said, you know, that is a really cool, awesome, interesting thing to say. Yeah, is like an additive true? charge. But, yeah. but, but, is, but is it true? If I sample John Lennon's guitar, flip it backwards and play it an octave down, is it really having some sort of holographic effect that, that that's distinguishable, fundamentally distinguishable than from if I did that, took the same C major chord, but from an air supply record, flipped it backwards and played it two octaves down to a disco sure. house beat? Does it really? Or is that just something that, I think, that we uh, said? For the creator, it does. I think that for the creator, it holds some intentional weight to it right, because the they know where was, it's from. The you teaching know? was the teaching was not that it was for the creator. The teaching was no, not for the creator of yeah. the sample, creator so, of the so new art. Yeah, Genesis Peorge, Alistair Crowley, mm -hmm. A. E. White, um, Austin Osman Spare, whatever. Sure. Pick a guy, Helena Blavatsky. Pick a teaching. Pick, pick John John D. Pick a teaching. Pick a statement. A life is a levy. Whatever. Pick a teaching. Pick a statement. Just because they said it doesn't mean that it's true. Sure. And there are so many people who go around acting as if. Alistair Crowley in specific. Yeah. If they spend years and years researching everything that Alistair Crowley said about X, Y, and Z, then they are doing something really fundamentally important as if the writings of Aleister Crowley were the equivalent of Feynman's teachings on quantum physics mm -hmm. or Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity. Maybe, maybe not. What you've really studied is the history of, of writings that took place, you know, over the course of a period of time. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny too. Cause like, if you look at, you know, I talked to Phil Hine, you know, the, progenerator of uh you know chaos magic sure, and sure. his you know back and forth with it over time there hasn't been someone that's you know written extensively about it's become a uniform i don't feel it anymore to oh it can be something else and it's flip-flopping on it because he's he's in this consistent genesis of like what it means you know right yeah and that's the way it should be and here's the thing there are many people that will put on the uniform, mm -hmm. buy the accoutrement off bell book and candle off Amazon, right? Be able to recite the rights, do the 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 a kick ass, you know, uh, you know, lower ritual of the banishing ritual of the lower pentagram, whatever the case may be, pick your pick your thing, and uh, and it's just it's it's whatever. And then there's other people that are going to think more deeply about it. It's like, right. and, and this is in every religious tradition. You know, if you go to any Zen monastery, the, the notion is not that that of the fifty or so students, you know, sitting with legs akimbo, that all of them are going to gain enlightenment in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's, it's it's going to be we're going to run this cycle of fifty kids and then fifty kids and then fifty kids and then fifty kids, and approximately every 80, 85 years, somebody's going to pop. And somebody's going to really kind of get it. And then the other people are going to be doing service, you know, chop wood, carry water, whatever the case may be, fighting about dogma and doctrine like it's the most sure. important thing in the world. It's like a cultural you know. dysmorphia. 
collecting the tithe, whatever the case <laughs> may be. And it's just, and it, it doesn't need to be like that. So like when we talk about like chaos magic, like chaos magic for all the things that it was supposed to break, anything preserved over time yeah, becomes tends a, to ossify. Yeah. I remember, I remember the point in which it was like we and everyone kind of gets into the, into the same kind of moments in the same trajectories and channels, mm-hmm. you know, record company record covers and stuff that are mediated sold items and whatever. Sure. And you you get turned on to it, but like there's there's it's quickly it becomes people are not questioning it. They they could question organized religion out the wazoo, but if it's a if it's a book by you know Phil Hine. Or or Peter Carroll, right? There, it's just absorbed, and it's like chaos magic works like this. And I'm like, hold on, yeah, wait, hold on, <laughs> stop, wait. Breaks the you, idea. The book says, and these people are documenting and exploring and giving advice based on their experiences. But the question remains for you. It's an old adage: mm-hmm. Is the master wise or a fool? And that's what I had to do with 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 you think about all this stuff. And a lot of people don't do that. Well, I think a lot you of know, people too. become dogmatic and doctrinaire about the, the concepts of chaos magic. I think people right? deify, you know, creators. They fuck, they deify humans. And I think that's a Hell big yeah, red flag. You know, that's the big red flag of of not having, you know, an individualistic perspective, or even though no, I'd even say uh, the opposite, a tether, like a human tether. You know, when you put people on pedestals like that and you allow them to kind of create or construct your, you know, your aestheticism or whatever the fuck it is, like you're missing, you're missing out, you know, you're missing out on the, on the real, like passionate part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just memorizing formulas. I mean, there's people honestly who think about the practice of ritual and ceremonial magic as kind of like, you know, coding or following the structures to put a piece of Ikea furniture together. Right. The book says, if I do this, I will obtain my will, or, you know, I will change the physical universe, whatever the case right. may be. Conform. And then they, yeah. and then they conduct the ritual from point A to point B, you know, precisely and with precision. And it's like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Have you even <laughs> really thought about my whole thing with, with all this ceremonial ritual magic has always been, we're always starting trying to figure out, you know, um, to make change happen in accordance with one's will. Well, how do you test that? Part of the fundamental thing is you have to have a North Star and determine what your actual will is. So let me, I'm going to run something by you that I've been kind of, I've been like meditating on for a long time, writing about it. Uh, The idea, and this goes, you know, very much into a pragmatic or, you know, pragmatic (laughs) sense of uh, things that, you know, uh, considering the other, considering brain chemistry, the other, this like outside oppressor, whatever it's genealogy, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, nature, nurture, whatever it is, like considering communing with brain chemistry as the other when it comes to these, you know, magical uh, workings and whatnot, you know, and yes, uh you know, I, I'm a deep believer in like the psychological pluses of routine, ritual, and all of that. But I think when it comes down to a tangible source, albeit you know, untangible, uh, source to commune with something that is, you know, inner and oppressing, you know, brain chemistry really rings to me, you know, as somebody that has their own issues, 
it's always been this like lifelong journey to kind of, you know, square that demon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, a lot of that comes down to who we are. Because right. The more, you know, look, there's fun, like this, we live at a time when there's fundamental questions being posed by at the, at the bleeding edge of, of neuroscience about whether or not we have free will mm-hmm. at all. Or, or whether our free, what we perceive as our free will is some sort of either accident or, you know, learned evolutionary trait or just, you know, some sort of happenstance or after effect of, of what it means to, to have these brains. Like, so for example, people will say to me sometimes, this is not to toot my own horn, but this is to provide an example. They'll say, oh man, you know, you're so smart. You're such a good speaker. As if like, I did anything in order to be so smart or to be a good speaker. As if you got a degree from speaker school. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, we are all blessed with various strengths and weaknesses, none of which we chose. Like, if you think also this is that because we're talking about chaos magic, we might as well get dirty with it and talk about sexual proclivities or peccadillos. Sure. There's a notion there are people that say like, oh, you know, being gay is a choice, you know. Who knows how it happened over time? It's like, you know, fat chicks and fishnets. Why does that do something for me? (laughs) You know, why do I fundamentally respond on that level? It's not like I sat there and went, oh, man, you know what I mean? Like uh, something like not too edgy. Like I don't want to get in trouble with the law and I don't want people like to run away from me. Um, But like what will get me? You know, what's like a good demographic? Like I want to I want to go for an accessible group of girls girls anyway and then uh fat chicks and fishnet no it's just you know what i mean you're flipping through the magazine you're going not doing anything for me not doing anything for me not doing anything for me and then says i'm supposed to be into this playboy model but i see nothing here i'm getting no hits off this you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you know sally sue mcgrathers or whatever discovered the smiths in eighth (laughs) ninth grade and i'm like jackpot here we go what you know and uh, and we didn't. I didn't choose it, you know. And, and that's and then, first of all, just understand that that's only one of my many. You know, I've got more sexual sure. piccadillos and fetishes than like India has gods. You know what I mean? Like I've got you know a robust, deep field yeah. when it comes to what I want to think about on a Friday night when I'm staring at the ceiling. Oh, I mean, Anyhow. you were talking. You were talking. You know, there's that. You know, uh, Spooky has a funny clip show with you, and uh, she clipped out the one where you were discussing my comment about being raised catholic (laughs) and then jewish right i'm like it i think to me that that is like form and function or part and parcel as to why i look at religiosity and spirituality the way i do well now this will oh sorry finish your thought oh no yeah i'm just i'm agreeing with you that like but i'm saying that there's you know because of the nurture you know of from whence i was raised i was reared as they say you know i i understand the machinations of why i consider the you know the commonalities uh in in religions and spirituality and whatever right so now check this out i was raised my mother's uh was port is porter is puerto rican my father was eastern european jail they had all sorts of notions and ideas of how it was going to work having kids in these two mixed worlds. Religion was a big part of everybody's life, but it was disparate. Me and my brother became this this battlefield 
Christmas and Hanukkah was about, you know, bribery. And I would be, they would bring me to church on a Sunday and they'd bring me to synagogue on the high holy days of the Jewish calendar. And I could, I, I told people, like, I realized like by five or eight, between somewhere between five and eight years old, I discovered that, that all of religion was, was bullshit. And I was kind of an atheist because I knew and understood these people say they're waiting for the Messiah, but the Messiah hasn't yet come. These people are saying that Jesus is the Messiah, but then how could they sure. both be true? And why is there's a God overhead? How is Jesus the Son of God and God? This, this anxiety over it as a child, and that's being made to happen. And so, you know, I was born with this mindset, yet I was still fascinated by religion. I had a thousand and three confirmations that all of this was just stuff that people made up. And yet the fact that people were just making it up didn't change the fact that it was fascinating. I mean, look at the power exactly. Of you know, look also, at the, power the community, books. you know, the community aspect for me, it was funny, like the disparity I see in how I was raised in my youth, uh, early part being Catholic was very, it was a solemn. And like I said, like it's all infecting uh, my, my nurture is infecting how I see these things. Right. So in the Catholicism was, it was an abusive, solemn, weird, you know, young childhood. And then in Judaism, it was all about the community. And one of the funny um, anecdotes I have about the difference between the two, although there are many, but not a lot, if you think about it, you know, it's that if one was to really fuck up in Catholicism, you'd be excommunicated. That means someone touched by God higher up than you are in the religion takes away how you speak to God. Whereas in Judaism, they just kick you out of the community. <laughs> you know? it was, it was like, what, and the, and the, we also have to remember is this, is that, you know, we, we act as though, and it, we got to avoid this, is that we talk about Catholicism and Judaism as if they are like universals. Like if you think sure. like, it's like the, there's, between different catholic congregations there's there's oh a c yeah and 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 different and different jewish communities have fun are just they might have there's sometimes there's more difference between some jewish communities with some other jewish communities there's more of a difference that you can sense and see there than you can see between some jewish communities and some baptist oh absolutely it's a potpourri a regular and at the end of the day, it's based on, you know, individuals that you're going to encounter in all these contexts. Mm -hmm. You know, the illusion is that this is one sort of solid thing. We talked about, you know, you know, chaos magic or doing that magic or ceremonial magic to begin with as being, or even YouTube as being something that's a crucible. You know, there's two different ways to learn everything you need to about the world. Some one person has said, one of them is to travel throughout the world and never stop. And the other is to sit in one place and watch the world go by around you. I love that. Yeah. You know, so there's many Holy different shit. ways to do it. Every, it's not that if you experience Catholicism and dedicate yourself to Catholicism. Oh yeah. I wasn't painting a broad picture. Else. Yeah. yeah. It, in any of these worlds, all possibilities will be manifest. All theological and cosmological questions will present themselves to the, the dead, to the person who is dedicated to exploring life, whether they find themselves in the context of where they're doing that journey in, in the Jehovah's Witness congregations, if that's where they love or they feel important or they feel is they're getting the juice 
or whether it's in some yeah. sort of you know voodoo you know community in friggin' Astoria like yeah. you know there you know it's just all about it's it's about your it's about your dedication to live the life and to really live it with purpose and to ask yourself one well I think there's a reverence to it right you don't you don't need to be a traditionalist in the sense but there needs to be some piety or reverence about the tools that, of which you are working this is the thing about commonwealth chanting that i discovered there needed to be a practice so when i didn't have a practice and i was just one day reading this one day reading that one day reading the other thing there there was no ability there was no north star there was no point to measure against you couldn't figure out how far you were traveling or what kind of progress you were making because you you, you couldn't tell what where you had gone the day before it is the consistent committed practice that provides the touchstone mm-hmm. or the screen against which you can see what's happening and the questions can arise if every day i'm just doing some different practice or or sometimes doing this sometimes doing that you know i've never there's certain fundamental questions that are never posited or never allowed to arise because it's always well could it just be that this is here and that's there but if i have a consistent practice that i'm committed to then you start like am i wasting my time like so here let me tell you something right we we talk another thing we talk about on my channel is is the is a personal meditation that the end result is posited will be time travel that there's a meditative practice that there's a practice that one can execute to achieve time travel it's not about whether the time travel occurs then that's analogous to the notion that it does not really matter in alchemy you're not it doesn't fucking matter whether the lead turns into gold alchemy is not a process to generate wealth right out of worthlessness lead as if lead is worthless and is worth as with gold because it's shiny and and sun-like is some sort of amazing shit it's about trying to do something it is about exploring and experimenting and trial and error, and also the fundamental question of asking yourself, am I wasting my fucking time here? You know, it starts off, and all you do is you pick a point. I'm going to do this in order to time travel. Is, Is that a guaranteed success? No. So then what's the point of doing it? The point of doing that is it's important to do something to raise the question, am I wasting my time here? It's also important to say, I'm going to pay attention to these arbitrary, bizarro rules. Why? Because you're experiencing paying attention to rules. So if you're doing the same thing day to day, if you're doing something consistent, you have some sort of measuring point to go against to figure out where you where you are in the ocean and how to get back. I got to tell you, I've been tracking animals past few weeks to actually, you know, teach it and guide it. And we get obsessed with staring at dirt. We get obsessed with staring at tracks in the sand or in the substrate or where, wherever it is, how a leaf moves in 15 minutes from where you left, where you last left it. You right. know, it's been like you caught me on a good day because I was, you know, out in the Washington wilderness, you know, checking out or, or tracking basically. And to me, it's that same, it's that same principle, that sit spot. You know, sure. that meditative sense of like understanding how things are are moving around you without your 
print in it. No, it, right? it's, and yeah, it's, it's, it's you, you do something and then, and the path it's, 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 this is also what we talked about with the, cause that's like, program. that's like, it's all there charging. And over- it's, yeah. I was just going to say, that's like, um, that's why traditionalism I get, and there's a place for that. Because, you know, through the aeons or whatever, you're charging this thing and it becomes this, you know, this kind of, I wouldn't even call it linear, maybe non-linear focus generationally of people doing the same thing. You know what I mean? And it's almost like they're removing themselves from it entirely and just practicing what has come before. And there's a there's a beauty to that. There's an absolute like so one of the things that I do that this is not necessarily an aspect of Commonwealth Champion. This is an aspect of my personal practice that comes through or is contextualized for me in Commonwealth Champion, but it's got nothing to do with Commonwealth Champion. It's not necessary. I meditate upon the chakras. Okay. Sure. And when I do that, what I'm part of what I'm aware of is the fact that I am meditating on points in the body, energy points in the body. It does not matter to me whether they actually exist. What matters to me is that I'm touching points in my body that people have been touching and believing and practicing in right. for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, if not thousands of years. Yes. Yeah. And I get it's that. It's not about whether or not that creates some sort of magical, metaphysical substrata of experience that can be tapped into. Yeah. It's about the fact that when I die, I will know that I've spent X amount of hours doing something that other people have done. It's just this, this, this kind of weird connection that is created and, and, and concrete and be able to perceive by me, even if it's just a perception born of of historical analysis it's a language right it's a it's a it's a language it's a yeah. practice and then so there's this sort of notion of also this value of knowing that i'm doing this thing that at this point in time people all over the world are doing it, it does not matter to me whether or not the root chakra really means this and is actually connected to the color red or whatever that's not the point the yeah. point is is that i'm meditating upon something the meditation upon which is a meditation upon connection to history and other people and other time travel and just and then the other thing about it is that at the end of the day at the bottom line of all this stuff maybe simple we mentioned neurochemistry whether you call it mindfulness whether you call it yoga asanas whether you call it meditation whether you call it prayer chilling the fuck out and calming down may have palliative and beneficial healing effects. Mm -hmm. And all the other stuff built up around it, the ceremonial magic, the teachings of Aleister Crowley, the teachings of the Tarot, interpretations of the cards, whether you get them right or wrong, all that stuff may be ancillary. It may be an after effect. That's not the point. The point is, getting to a space of calm getting to a space of of ego reduction and just pure experience of of life the universe and everything without judgment and without attachment so listen to the dulcet tones of the earth who knows and and that might be a total waste of fucking time (laughs) and when we die and when we die we may there may be nothing after this or there may be some sort of reincarnation we may get to the other side and they they may say hey it was none of those things that you taught on planet earth 
but all these things you experienced and done, now you're turned into a silver-footed, glow-in-the-dark green antelope because sure. what you know what I mean. But it's you know it's the folklore that you know I I it's do all I get enthused about obviously, but you know I I catch myself and you know I'm I'm not far removed from where you are and that's why i always like i saw a, i had a deep appreciation for you know you calling bullshit on charlatans who are obvious fucking charlatans oh yeah but at the same time you know you're saying hey these spiritual texts like they help they mean something i'm not asking you to fucking you know spend 333 dollars on an ascension course but you know yeah. there's something here Sure, and 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 through it all, there's the people that are playing the games. So right. it's like people say, like, oh, you know, there's all sorts of justifications for why you should be able to charge for the Ascension program. What you don't want the guy to eat? Hold on, there's absolutely nothing that says that a person cannot have gnosis about meditation or you know spiritual techniques and can also work a job. You know, there was a guy Sri Niskardata in uh, in India. And he was a very famous teacher of Advaita. Mm -hmm. And he didn't charge people money. And part of the reason he didn't need to charge people money was that his, his ashram was on top of his store. He sold cigarettes and, and liquor and, and chat books and all this crap, you know, postcards. That kind of guy. And then at the end of the day, they would go upstairs for satsang and, and, and sing kirtan. You know what I mean? It's like there's nothing. David yeah. Wilcock does not need to dedicate 100% of his time. With the wonders of the internet is that David, or writing a book or whatever, David Wilcock does not, David Wilcock can do, a, can do data entry, right? He can do a thousand and three things. So it's not about not wanting David Wilcock to eat. It's about notion, and also the notion that the, the, the value of this stuff is 330 bucks, or that he's not, I tell people all the time, people want to sign up to these courses and they say to themselves, I want to sign up to this course because I want to learn this information and knowledge I want to know about the great ascension. I want to know why more and more people are waking up every day. I want to know why I keep on looking at the number 1111. Bullshit. You go to this program, you experience this because you want to have the achievement. I took this course. Right. I learned this. You also just want fundamentally community. I went to that contact in the desert thing in 2019. And I can tell you that, yes, people were fascinated by the subject matter. The reason people went there was because they were part of a quasi-religious spiritual community that had no name, had no regular meeting place, had no consistent community locally where they were from. So they would go to this contact in the desert thing and they would experience some sort of connection. The other dirty little secret is the reason why a lot of these people pay for the, the, the Hay House Tower Reading Symposium, why they try to become certified as a fourth level Reiki instructor, Right. Well, why they, you know, take this ascension course or that ascension course or whatever is because they're waiting for their turn. They're can waiting I, for their turn in the seat, in the hot seat. Can they're I ask you turn to be guru? A kind they're of a deep question, and I'll let you two hundred dollars for a tower reading. You're right. Absolutely. Can I, can I ask you? Uh, it's it's a sort of it's a it's a banger of a question. I'll let you have the floor with it is there a part of you that thinks there's a preaching to the choir or echo chamber that um you know speaking against these people is not really turning the ones that 
need to know, but also, but maybe invigorating them to go to the other side? I don't think there's anything that's invigorating them to go to the other side. And I don't think anyone's exposed to, to what I do. And um, it makes them double down on, on Wilcock or, or anyone else. Mm-hmm. What I do think is, though, is this. The people that seem to get the most out of me, quote unquote, debunking or criticizing or critiquing people of these spiritual charlatans, wherever, how you ever want to characterize them, are people that already knew and understood and felt fundamentally that way about those people. Right. Yes, there are yeah. people occasionally who pop up and say, you know, I was a devotee or I was a follower of this person, that person. Then I was exposed to your stuff and it made me think the other way. That's 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 a minority of people. The majority of people say essentially the same thing. Man, oh, wow. I thought this all the time. And it's great to hear you say to me what I already believe and know and understand. And a lot of that comes down to parasocial, the parasocial relationship aspect of YouTube. No, not that many people are really interested in Simon Parks or David Wilcock. If you hate watch Simon Parks, David Wilcock, Corey Good, or whomever, you are probably in the minority of wherever community you're fundamentally part of, friends, family. Most people aren't plugged into what, what you're talking about or thinking about. And they just simply just don't discuss these things. So it's like going to, you know, Friday Night Magic at the local game store. The majority of people on planet Earth don't have, don't care about Magic the Gathering. They certainly don't in 2021. So you go to the place where people do, and you get something out of the fact that they're telling you things and doing things. They're not teaching you anything. You already know what it is. Right. But it's the, it's the other people think this way too. And the, like, or like that we're, you know, battling back or something. But for the most part, I don't think it's about, you know, changing anybody's mind. I think it's just that if there's been a rallying around me, um, it's not that, that I changed anyone's mind or won people from the other side. It's that there were people that thought and felt the way that I did about these things. It's just for a variety of reasons. It wasn't in them to go to YouTube and start, you know, shooting off about it. Well, and to be fair, you know, you have accrued... And everyone, uh, uh, if uh, Sixth Sense could put CW's Patreon in the chat, our friend here has accrued $15,000 or so in attorney's fees because you've been saying what all of us are thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm not the only one. There's there's, there's, as people learn more about about the law, not only the lawsuits in America that are happening against me, but there's lawsuits being brought by by. I'll I'll drop a bomb if they, if anyone's curious. Simon Parks is suing somebody in, in England for having the audacity of saying that he was up to no good and do, and involved in shenanigans. And that person's in a position that's you know fundamentally different than mine. Oh, and English courts are wicked yeah. about libel and slander. Too, oh, it's right? crazy. Yeah. They want to silence the critics. They think they want the old paradigm to exist where they can just fleece people, be worshipped be praised for saying nonsensical things and everybody else can just, you know, not bother them and they can just be worried about making the next dollar or whatever, again, the next praise dollar, you know, dopamine hit. <laughs> they don't think that it should be allowed that they, that they, that people should say to, to say about them. Hey, if we think fundamentally about the narrative that this person is saying, does this make any sense? Assuming that there is a extra dimensional, interdimensional, higher intelligence organization and group out there 
that wants to do something beneficial for humanity. Does it make sense that the way that they would execute that is to find some guy with a with a history, a criminal history, or a history of, of multiple bankruptcies, and they would name him as the, the sole arbiter and communication point? So I have no chance, is what you're saying. It's 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 ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And you think about this person's claims that they're super empathetic or you know hyper you know gifted or blessed. That shit kills me. Spiritual person and and the way that yeah. they express it is by being a dick to people on the internet. It's nuts. Or that they that they've experienced you know real life you know combat situations with intergalactic dimensional entities who could have crushed them out with a mind ray beam or whatever, but they can't handle the bant of someone you know saying things about them that that are less than flattering on the internet. It's ridiculous. I've said it. I mean, like, you know, in the court, I think of public opinion, you've proved yourself. Oh, they've proved you right with such litigation. Like, why else would you bring in such, you know, big guns to silence somebody if it wasn't true? Right. And the the great thing is, is I got $15,000 in attorney's fees and he didn't bring out any. Here's the thing. There are fundamental problems in the American system of jurisprudence. I don't know how to fix them. He doesn't have any big guns. His attorney is, she's that way out of her league. And the fact of the matter is karma's a bitch. The guy that sued me, okay, has now had countersuits brought against him by two other parties, one of which is a multi-million dollar corporation. Mm-hmm. And he's got one attorney and they've got more attorneys than, you know, we could fit in this room. I mean, it's just nuts. So things, you know, push comes to shove. Things, things are going to be interesting in the lawsuit against me, but it goes to show you, even in a frivolous action by the time you go through the steps necessary to get to the point where the the frivolousness of the the nature of the case can be adjudicated true or false by by a magistrate judge you've already incurred thousands of thousands of dollars of, of attorney's fees and it's and it's and it's the only thing that you can do is you can turn you can turn it into some sort of life lesson but the life lesson can't be that I was wrong to do X, Y, and Z. I th- there were times where I had to think to myself, holy shit, I really fucked shit up. There's right. videos saying, you know, trash about me on the internet. I've got these mounting legal fees. I shouldn't have done what I did. Hmm. And then I'll say to myself, wait, slow down, Kimosabe. Slow down, Kimosabe. Just because there was a negative reaction doesn't mean that you shouldn't have done what you did. I know why I do the videos that I do. And it's not to be a troll and it's not to be nasty and it's not to mock or make fun of. These people are taking advantage of people who are too credulous, of people who are too willing to believe. And if there's anything that I've learned about humanity is that the reason some people are so inclined to believe the irrational and ridiculous is because they've been brought to their knees by it's life. Desperation. They're yes. fighting. They're fighting a fatal. They're fighting a fatal disease. Mm-hmm. They're in dire, dire, dire financial situations. They feel disaffected. They feel hurt. They feel shat upon by life. They feel a lack, a fundamental lack of of power. And these people are coming in and they're saying the same thing over again. And it's a cliche. There's an amazing savior race who are giving me all this 
intimate information and they're telling me not only are these there are all these teachings that we can that be imparted to you to improve your life and, and to make things better but you're also already so fundamentally perfect and the most powerful entity in the universe you just don't realize it and and any day now this magic flip switch is going to get flipped and the people that are haves are going to become have-nots mm-hmm. and the people that are have-nots like you are going to become haves and all of your problems will fundamentally go away the medical problems med beds the the spiritual disconnect and dissatisfaction crystalline light language dna activation uh this fundamental world where you have to work and it, it that's shitty and all this stuff don't worry you're going to ascend to the world beyond 5d where we're going to be pure beings of vibration and light we'll all be experiencing fundamental love lack of love your soulmate is out there somewhere on this journey through ascension, you're gonna find each other and work together to achieve this great end. These stories are the fundamental stories of, of all religions. And right. just like the fundamental stories of all religions, they can be hijacked by people who it's nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if the people that I criticize and talked about to talk about chose to do this, be the sort of person that locks into needy people and takes advantage of them. Absolutely. Yeah. It just made the, like, it's like the, the sociopathic narcissist. You can, you can catch the sociopathic narcissist. You can diagnose him. You can, or her, you can figure out her bullshit lies. You can find the bodies where the bodies are buried. You can lock them up in a cell, but the one thing you're never going to lock up in the cell is the person that said on a given day, you know, here's the thing. I have a very satisfied life. I'm a very good person. I'm taking care of the people around me. But you know what? I think I'm going to be evil. Right. I think I think what I want to do with my life is to lie and grift and exploit and hurt. Even a person that you find that gets that in so-called enjoys hurting people, yeah. they didn't choose that. They didn't I think you well, wake that's up one a, day and say, I'm going to choose to be the kind of person that likes hurting people. Yeah. They're wired some sort of way. That's Honestly. what I was saying about, you know, commuting with the other in brain chemistry. But there is right. a sort of like knowing malicious, very cognizant intent with some of these folks. It's, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not they were wired. They, it's, fuck, I hate to say it. It's not like they actually believe it. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, the, none of these, none of these people. Well, I think for all these people, it's a case by case basis. So there's people that I talk about that do wacky things that may be operationally innocent because they've got mental health problems or they're just not that smart. Okay. And then there's other people who are possibly narcissistic manipulators or sociopaths that know what they're doing and certainly know that, that they're bullshitting the, 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 the world when they say, that they've had these off-world experiences or they were part of these programs or spoke to this given race or that given race. So th- there's actions that, that are committed, you know, that, that are morally reprehensible. And I need to be wary when we're having this conversation right. the following. I've been exposed to thinkers and workers in the field of neuroscience. I am not an expert in neuroscience. I've been exposed to philosophers and philosophies 
of moral and ethical value. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of any of them that have quote unquote proven in a two plus two equals four fashion what is the moral reprehensible act, whether or not free will exists or doesn't exist. Right. So I don't know. But what I do know is the following. It is irresponsible to know that people are taken advantage of, being taken advantage of and do absolutely nothing about it if you feel called to do something about it. These, when I talk about, and the guy that sued me, this guy, Corey Good, I will consistently say something that I swear is true, that I know is true, that not only am I trying to help the community because what he's doing is hurting them, I'm also trying to help him because it is impossible for me to believe that lying to the world, including your family, he's got children, that lying to the world is doing anything fundamentally good for you. And whether it's in terms of you're going to be found out and caught or you're just going to you know, lose your flavor of the month status or whatever the case may be, or someone's going to go crazy or something or, or whatever, just that you know, you know that what you're saying is, is not true. You know, and, and I don't know, for all these people, you'd have to be inside their heads to know how the calculation actually gets down. Right. Whether that's... they're tortured by these things or whether they're saying, fuck it, say whatever the fuck you want about me. I'm fucking chicks. I'm smoking dope. I'm getting laid. I'm getting paid. If you think that I'm fucked up about this or have moral c- compulsion about this, no, I don't. I've known people in my life who are legitimate, were legitimate narcissistic sociopaths. Sure. They did not care. They cared about consequences in the sense that to the degree that consequences affected them, you know, jail time or, you know, financial fines or losing a job or whatever. But they absolutely, if you were making the argument that what they that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing because it's wrong, they were like, fuck you. You know, don't you realize that you broke her heart? Yeah. yeah. What do you and you're okay with that? Not only am I okay with that, I get something out of that, right? I Mm. fucked her whole world up. I crashed her car, and then she got the bill. I did this and that. And you don't care about that? No, I don't care about that. I've met people like that in my life. (laughs) Yeah, You know, they exist. And... You know, that that's that also goes down to what are we trying to achieve here? Maybe the fact that, that you know, we're spinning into the wind or pissing in the proverbial ocean, but we're still doing it. We're doing something. We're on a journey. We're on a path. And w- when push comes to shove, we may not know that we're part of some sort of evolutionary cycle, even if it, the evolutionary cycle is taking place in the very, very small tide pool in the virtual news sphere of the Internet. Yeah. There are no new big time whistleblowers like there were when I showed up on the scene in 2015. And it's not just because of me, because there, there's an organic sense of people, Paranormal Hood were doing their shit before I started my channel. Michael Omnieros was doing his shit before. People talking and criticizing and critiquing nonsense new age teachings. You can go back to The Amazing Randy. You can go back oh, to Penn and Teller. You can yeah. go back to Umberto Echo. Bullshit. You can go back to to a whole bunch of different people that over the years have said that is some that is some wild ass bullshit. And let me explain to you really clearly 
how anyone, if they really care to think about it, can no one understand. This person's not really talking to the dead. This person is not demonstrating psychic powers. This person is not proving to us that UFOs and aliens exist and that they're talking to them. This person has not proved that there's a magic spaceship behind the Hale-Bopp comet that we can mm -hmm. all get to if we just take the right amount of poison in, in running shoes. And Nikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's a wild, it's a wild and crazy world. That's a wild and crazy journey. But do you do you think, you know, because obviously you wouldn't be so emboldened as to, you know, get slapped with a lawsuit like this shit. But like, did that embolden you to be louder about no, this? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no if anything, it, it, it may the fundamental question that what people if, if people have been following my channel. What I do is I'm absolutely upfront and honest about everything that's going on inside my head. But that's nothing new because people right. have said since middle school, Benjamin Savodnik was born without a filter. <laughs> I just was. Yeah. I just, you know, let people, everybody can know what's going on. So the questions that I've gone through and the things that I've battled with and thought about since this whole debacle has happened, you know, is known to the community. Should, it, should I have done what I did? Am I paying the price for doing something stupid? Was it worth it? Was it not worth it? What do I need to do? Do I need to change or transform how I'm doing or affecting these things or working on these things? Is it not safe? Is someone eventually going to flip out? All of these, these questions are around. None of them have emboldened me, emboldened me to a degree, but they have raised a series of questions and concerns. And right. issues that we have to deal with. And I want I want to say something. I never thought that the jackass who sued me would sue me. Sure. And I've said this before. Where I really made a mistake, where I really made a mistake, was assuming rational acting theory based on, on people, which may raise the question about whether or not this, this the, the person that that on that that sued me um not whether they believe their own stuff but like um i don't know like it's just whether like, they had the means and the me. wherewithal yeah, yeah. no they were just they're just they're just that they would be because it made perfect sense to me that this person doesn't want to go into this higher sphere of where like because if this goes to a i'm never going to settle with cocksucker I'm sure. never gonna fucking settle with this jackass. I'm never gonna settle, ever. Wasn't a jury trial? Isn't so look, H3, look at this, check this out. That lawsuit isn't that like precedent? Wasn't there something like that? Oh, I guess it's not a content thing. It's not right. So, thing. so here's where we get down to. Eventually, this guy is betting on the fact that his attorney is going to be able to convince a jury of people who are not blue avian aficionados, who are going to sure. be random working class people in Colorado, right? <laughs> He's going to convince a jury of people that I was out of line to say that his story is about meeting angelic blue people or meeting you know, future people that are us from the future, but they're us that evolve and they're in the, they're in the honeycombed earth or that he was a member of a secret space program. Right. He's gonna, his argument is that he's going to prove that there, and then the other thing is that he's going to be able to prove that because I appeared with Cliff High or some other one else on a YouTube video together, that proved that we were part of some sort of criminal conspiracy. It's nuts. And this guy is now getting countersued by Gaia. 
And one of the fundamental arguments that this guy made about May was that I had defamed him because I accused him of quasi-criminal action, and that would be Doxgate. Sure. He relied in some of his moving papers on the research of Unirock, Unirock, who was one of the people that worked with me to establish and prove why him and Jordan Sandler were fundamentally close to the to the to the doxing of Joe from the Carolinas. Now mm. check this out. Gaia, in their countersuit against him, lay out the whole Doxgate scenario, his involvement with this organization that was going to produce materials to critique and criticize other parties. And they put that in their counterclaim. These attorneys are not his little gal from Jabib or whatever that is, seems like maybe just a personal family friend. These attorneys are cybercrime experts. Oh, so funny. He's, he, what he accused me of doing, defaming him because I was because I accused him of being involved in Doxgate, him being, accused, being involved in Doxgate is a fundamental aspect of their, one of their counterclaims against him. Good fucking luck yeah. if they brought that counterclaim it's because they have the evidence these guys don't come out and say well cw chanter this loudmouth jew from the fucking youtube internet who believes in fucking channeling and he's going to save the world by telling people to chant read religious texts and he's also <laughs> nuts and he also has a history of drug and alcohol addiction and he mm -hmm. also left his wife for you know a, a, another chick that he met on the internet this genius because he he implied or that or inferred or thought that he had discovered this smoking on evidence of this that we're just going to use that as a counterclaim bull fucking shit they wouldn't do that unless they fucking knew what was going on and what was up the no. whole thing is fucking nuts and meanwhile every time i said that he could sue me i said if you want to sue me you're gonna have to sue me in new jersey where i live where there's jurisdiction over me. He sued me out there on right. this cockamamie theme. The only reason that he sued me there, the only reason he sued me there is because that's one of the few states in the union that allows attorneys from other places to practice there. And he's got one fucking attorney. He's got <laughs> one attorney who's an intellectual property attorney who is way out of her league. And how about this? At the end of the day, when things blow up, watch him, watch him sue her for malpractice well so check this out and you're the lawyer and i've always wanted to ask you this directly barely. so yeah barely uh not your lawyer in this case but Can't as be. someone yeah, with yeah um but as someone with you know a uh you know a, a lawyer you know uh fuck i'm just gonna stop trying to make words happen um but <laughs> As as someone as someone that's going through this now, when somebody sues you, um, is there when you don't settle, is there a discovery process? Yeah, well, I mean, what will happen? So the first issue is this: is that the case that's been brought against me, the the, the issue is, and it's frustrating for some people because they're like, "You should depose him. You should do this. You should countersue for that." No, the the issue that's presented on my paperwork well, currently is one singular argument. That you don't touch any other arguments because you're saying we're not starting the ball game because oh. I play football and you're trying to conscript me into a baseball mm. game, right? So though, yeah. wouldn't they have to if it's, if this is slander or libel? I forget which one one spoken, one set or written, but well, uh, the one is one and one is the other. It's not. It's both. 
No, no, no. One is you're right. One, one is yeah, one. okay. I do the same thing. That's why yeah. I, I cover my pants. I just say, just always say slander, libel, or defamation. There you go. Okay, so wouldn't they in in the case if it was brought to trial, wouldn't he have to back up his claims of which you were calling bullshit on? Well, maybe, but I mean, the the, the if I provided the if, so currently, there's other people that have that have counterclaims against them. I don't have a counterclaim against them. I quite frankly, because I, I, I don't think this is where this this shit needs to be litigated. No, yeah. My my notion and understanding. I can't wait is for the judge to read that Questions one. about about your proofs. You should be able to debate and discuss and figure those out in the court of public opinion, where you've held yourself out as a public figure and, and the modern day Enoch or whatever the case may be. But but will so it, it's hard to say because because you know if you know where it depends on what track you're on. But in regards to to his claims against me, what he would have to prove is that he's his claims really aren't anything. The, the first of all, the, the the lawsuit is like so badly pleaded. If it was if it was if it was made if it was voiced correctly, you know, phrased correctly, I'd be able to tell you what the different counts were. Sure. What what the issues at play were and what people were going to have to do to prove or disprove the specific claims because of the nature of the cockamamie way that the, the initial complaint and the modified complaint is written. I could honestly tell you that I don't know what he's really accusing me of <laughs> other than they're accusing me of being involved. The RICO statute. Was oh, designed right. to go after guys like Meyer Landscape. Sure. They were designed mafia. to go after mafia and criminal enterprises. The reason they've attached this lawsuit, the the RICO standard to this lawsuit, is I don't think has anything to do fundamentally with the fact that that they that they're accusing me of being involved in some sort of criminal real, you know, bury the body, you know, burn down the the liquor store. Can we say protection it? Money, the criminal dark activity. cabal. I think it's, it's it's all they got. It's the, and I think it's just this guy has said Rico so many times out loud. It's not even funny. But what is funny? Watch the Dark Knight. Yeah, watch and, this. Uh, and so learned it. Yeah. One of his fundamental arguments is that jurisdiction can be had against me because my what I did on the internet, though I didn't specifically aim it at this, the effects were felt in the state where he lives and therefore jurisdiction should be had against me. And the, the, what's so funny about that is this, is that for months and months and months, he has been tweeting that he's brought claims against me to the New Jersey State Bar and that he's constantly, um, he even tweeted out a, an image of a UPS package that he had mailed to New Jersey. So, if I wanted to, I could take his pleading papers and establishing jurisdiction against me in Colorado, allegedly, and sure. say, once the case is dismissed against me, okay, here you go. I'm going to sue you in New Jersey because of the language and the law that you cited. I wouldn't do that because I'm not interested in ruining this guy financially. Well, I, check, I mean, am I wrong in saying like the real creep move, the real, you know, Fuck you! I'm gonna tie everything up in litigation. Have you spend thousands of dollars in attorneys' fees to make this possibly just be thrown away, anyways? Isn't that really like his fucking punch? I have no idea. No, but because here's yeah. the thing: it's like rational acting theory. Sure. Check this out. 
the rational actor would never bring this lawsuit because the rational actor would not want to bring his claims of getting donations because he's a member of the secret space program or can prove that Q is real or talks to blue angel beings. If you're running that game, you don't want to be in the real world. Sure. You don't want to be in a court of law. You want to be in the safe confines of the internet where you can tell your followers on the closed Facebook groups or whatever, look at these low vibration people I have to deal with. But you know what? It's okay. They're running through their own game and childhood drama. If I've learned anything from my interactions with the Anshar, <laughs> the spirit of a thousand year old Native American shaman once came to me in a dream and said, I see in your heart this anxiety and this upset because of what this shithead kike on the internet is saying about you. But don't you understand that we're all shithead kikes? And what you need to do is embrace him with love. And when he sends these slings and arrows and says, your haircut is funny and you can't even come up with a good story, you take those arrows in love and you say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I laugh. My my haircut is funny. I can learn from this. It's okay. You feel as though my haircut is funny. And I bring your arrows in with love. And I send arrows back to you with love. That one day we will laugh about this on the next level beyond 5D. But he can't do that because he's a schmuck. Why would he sue Gaia, a multinational corporation? Rule number one of the things that suck about life on 3D planet Earth is in lawsuits, the Indian farmer or Monsanto? Hmm, the poverty-stricken right. Indian farmer or Monsanto? Who's going to win? Um, hmm, right. The multinational corporation, the, the Scientology or the reporter acting, the independent reporter acting on their own? Who's exactly. going who's gonna to win? Who's going to come out on top? Who's going to really feel the burn and who's going to walk away smiling? Oh, it's the person with more money. Why yeah. the fuck would you sue a multinational, multi-million dollar corporation? It's idiotic. You would never, you would just, you could just run your shit where you ran your shit. But it's not about him being a rational actor because it's irrational what, they, what he's done. And sure. now he's paying the consequences from it. This counterclaim if I've got $15,000 because he brought a frivolous legal action against me in a state that's not convenient to me, that doesn't have proper jurisdiction over me, I contend and I assert. Now that he has counterclaims by not one, but two other parties that probably have more money than he does, that's problematic. That is problematic. Hmm. Okay? But not yeah. for me. But not I don't you. have a horse yeah. in this race because my attitude about it is, I have nothing against Corey Good. I love Corey Good, but Corey Good, but my love doesn't mean that I'm going to let you do things that not only hurt the world and hurt individual people, but also hurt you. If I let you get away with crimes because you're my child and I love you, so I'm just going to get let you get away with. I'm not going to. I'm going to help you even. I'm going to. That's called the codependent relationship. That's not good for anybody. If we're all brothers and sisters on planet Earth then we need to have 
proper relationship, good boundaries, proper relationships, and weed out and get rid of codependency. Yes. So I can't be codependent to Corey Good and say, oh, because this, that, and I'm certainly not going to say, good, oh, boo. you sued me, I'm going to shut up. No, that's that. That's not how. That's not how it works. Because you know, I can't reward you for doing bad. Because that's just enforcing that that mentality in you, that training in you. No, there, there's going to be push comes to shove. And but at the end of the day, you know what I've learned? Let someone else do it. I used to get banged up and upset yeah. when people would come in and do do the debunking thing like I did. And at the end of the day, I say to myself, "We can have our cake and eat it too." You can do that. And I can know that people are doing that. And then I can go talk about Commonwealth chanting tarot cards and sure. why modern music sucks. And, you know, to all use my subscribers go away and that's fine to use tarot, though, as an analogy for it. You know, I don't I know how to read the cards. I don't go to a reader for somebody else to, you know, like help me learn the cards. I go to that reader because I love their voice. I love the oh, character sure, they sure, bring right. to it. You know, and I feel, I feel that's the same in the debunking community, too. You know, I'm not even though there might be some uh, cross pollination with stories or ideas, you know, it's not that I want to hear one person over the other. It's that I want to hear the different, you know, characterizations, that voice, you know, oh, that sure. that character sure. that comes through it. You know, I can get three tarot readings in a day from friends that I love and they'll all be distinctly different, different. And, yeah. and wonderful you know absolutely yeah absolutely but do you, i wanted to like as we you know start to wind down i just wanted to make mention you know not only are you slapped with this lawsuit but you your channel just recently got demonetized oh yeah that was fun yeah and so right? there's just this never-ending god smack right <laughs> from sure. oppressive natures do you have any means to uh i know you do a patreon which you know we've put in the chat or six cents has thank you six cents um and i have it down in the description below but have you thought about other ways to fund um you know maybe a yeah. subscription service buy me a coffee or or you know uh uh even just a quick paypal donation are yeah, there well, other I ways my ass. I, I, you know, like i tell people all the time the time and energy and effort that I have to dedicate to this channel is often expressed in the act of making the live streams themselves. Yeah. So people will say like, oh, you know, you, you should set up a PayPal donation button. It'll only take, you know, moments or minutes. And first of all, for me, it won't. I, you know, I've got ADHD. It's going to take me a while to do, to do, to do these things. I it's hear that. just going to take a while. And then number two, it's like, um, you know, I, the, the, the time that I would spend, setting up the uh paypal donation button would take time out of my ability to to make to make the live stream itself but i, I do think about about monetization and i do think about these these never-ending quote-unquote godsmacks but you know like i said you know here's something that i've learned over the years now people might find it odd if i talk about optimistic attitudes because people might be inclined to think based on a lot of my content that i might have a distinct streak of pessimism. pessimism no i don't i don't agree and with cynicism that. in it but here's the thing optimists will float and pessimists will sink mm. even if you're bullshitting yourself if you can find the silver lining chances are that delusion is not going to hurt you as much as getting your soul crushed and sinking will 
So at a time that it was the least opportune time ever for my channel to get demonetized, we got demonetized. What's the silver lining? The silver lining is all of a sudden any hopes, dreams, or fantasies of being able to quit a day job and just be wacka wacka just on rant. the internet yeah. that was finally absolutely dashed. You know, you want to play in the band? Fantastic. Molly's pregnant. Okay. Your dad has a job opportunity. You're going to have to, you know, relegate things to hobby. But the great thing is this, you know, you'll have health insurance. Right. And the kid will have a roof over its head. And Molly will think you're a million dollars and your dad is going to respect you. Whatever the case may be, there's there's pluses and minuses, there's trade-offs. So when the, with the channel demonetized, this question of, because before what it was, was that I got to be honest. After talking shit about Simon Parks, Corey Good, David Wilcock, Kerry Cassidy, Miles Johnson, and the, Randy Kramer and his mother, whatever the fuck, pick a jackass, Jay Essex, mm-hmm. Abby Normal, Ivan Teller. After years of talking about these people, I came to a point where I was like, I don't want to ever watch any of these people ever again. I mean, to be I'm honest, that's where I'm at. Out of this. Yeah. They're saying things that aren't true, and it's not even good bullshit. It's right. not even a good science fiction narrative. It is stupidity upon stupidity. And I'm sitting here watching an hour and 45 minutes of it, taking fucking notes. I know. Listen, yeah. hold on. Here we go. He's going to the filing cabinet, folks. This is just like this. Let me think. And when I got divorced, believe you me, this is something funny. One of the exhibits was that I had lost my total mind and like was crazy was the the, was the was the files upon files upon files of these notes look at this 20 years so this is this is this is just the notes that I took in my office like I think in the last like maybe two years right and this is the 20 year nostalgia loop notes right oh god that's the only why do you think I'm saving them and holding on to them because what I'm gonna do at the end of 20 years is I'm just gonna come back and read this stuff I Save love it. Day, that was used but I'm against, just say for the other That's losing your Sydney mind. Powell, Simon Parks, Charlie Ward, Corey Good, writing down things about DNA and then having to write in the corner. Of course, none of this stuff is true about DNA, right? Mm. Let me like, just just the things that I had to take notes on. Twenty three. Oh Christ! You know, just like the whole like all this stuff. Not all interviews available. Oh, just nuts. I, it's just nuts. And so, you know, if I, 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 I don't need to do this ever again. It's been done. You need <laughs> me to tell you that Corey Good is full of fucking shit. You need, yeah. to tell, you need me to tell you that Jay Essex is a distinct violent streak. You need me to tell you that Ivan Teller is a bad channeler. Mm-hmm. I told you once. Why do you need me to tell you again? And what's nuts, what's really nuts is the fact that, the, oh my God, that there's people that come back and are like, thank you. You just made the same video you made 20, like five years ago. And I right. love that video. And I love this one even more. Keep on giving but, them hell, CW Chandra. And I'm like, why? Why? It was 20 20 years ago. Ago. It's not that interesting. They're not coming up with new shit. They're not coming up with new shit. If he was talking bullshit about Antarctica and beans under the earth, Two years ago, guess what he's telling you now? Same <laughs> shit. Maybe yeah. a slightly different cast of characters. 
I mean, that's how they do it. It's like in music, you know, the whole thing was like every new audience hasn't heard this set, no matter how many times you're tired of shit of playing it. Right. But it's a new audience every time. Here's the great thing for me with the channel being demonetized. I can now make whatever video that I want. And I've said, you know, and and I I really I'm getting there. It's taken a while. It took five years to develop the issues to discover the problems, to get sued, to get divorced, to do all this jazz. And it may take five years for the, the, the anything else to resolve, but in the resolution, what's the alchemical process that's occurring is I don't need to repeat the first stage. I don't need to get to the red dust. We've, we've done that. Yeah. I don't need to go from black to red the red to i'm yellow. going from red to white, white or whatever i forget yeah. what the heck is i don't need to worry about the salt or this i'm on to sulfur we're, we're moving on yeah. we've graduated from spanish 101 we've conjugated the verbs now i'm reading you know Lorca or whatever the case may be <laughs> right you know what i mean i'm like i'm, I'm reading pablo neruda the i was gonna Spanish, say right? yeah Cisco, I'm learning the distinction between the Argentinian dialect and Mexico. Unless I'm teaching like it's a TA in the one-on-one class, we don't need to go backwards. Mm-hmm. So the, it's all there. The videos are, are made. So anyway, so here's the deal. I've got 5,000 subscribers. I don't need to fight or nearly 5,000 subscribers. I could give two shits about getting to 10,000, honestly. Sure. What I've discovered and learned is the following. I have consistent interactions with approximately between 75 and 100 people. Consistent interactions. Mm. If I, if everyone goes except those 75 to 100 people, my life experience will be 100% the same. Sure. The rest of the people, it doesn't matter. It, it, not not that they don't matter as human beings, but to me, to my experience in daily life, the you know it, it is what it is. Yeah, you hit a limit or you hit a you hit an amount. It doesn't really matter a track. Yeah. Once 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 the desire to get a gold record fleets and leaves you behind, mm-hmm. you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, you go for right? the it's brown like record. Once you realize that you're not going to make it as a hair metal band. Yeah. You could just all of a sudden be like, well, I guess we're going to keep on drinking beer and making this yeah. bizarro shit. Whatever I guess we're moving to it. Seattle. Move to, to move to Seattle. Move away from Seattle. Move to Portland because it's the new Seattle. Get the fuck out of Portland because people are saying it's the new Seattle. Whatever yeah. the case may be, you know, you're once you figure out that you're going to follow this path, because, I mean, I, I tell people this all the time and I get it. I understand. People like it. I get incensed. I get crazy. I, I'm reading the notes and all of a sudden I start cursing and my East Coast accent gets strong and you're liking it. You're loving it. And it's, it's entertaining. And it's fun. It's all this stuff. But at the end of the day, if, the, if my heart is naturally evolving to go into this different place, I'd be a fool not to go. Sure. And, and the natural place is not to keep on talking about these guys over and over again. The natural place is to say, I'm going to, on occasion, turn on this webcam and speak. And that thus, like, why YouTube has become the prime element, because it's just more widely reached, right? That's it. If you're, if, yeah. listen, at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, all of these platforms have an, have an effect, have an energy. I can say that I'm not a YouTube content creator, that I'm just a guy that happens to make content on YouTube. Bullshit. Interaction with people on live chat, subscriber numbers, view numbers, reporting to you, affecting your biochemistry, sure. affecting your dopamine levels or your cortisol levels, mm-hmm. losses we write. It's all it's 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 all in the mix. And I had half that, a mind that, to call you a YouTuber in my opening remarks. Honestly, I'm just kidding. And, and would and, and would you be wrong to do so? Um, I think do- so. Uh, well, I guess I guess not. You know, I guess the medium is the message in that sense that you know what it, 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 more. You know, it, it yeah. really is. YouTube is not a record label. Right. YouTube is an environment onto itself. There are people I got to tell you something. The majority of time that I spend on the Internet is on YouTube. I don't I read things. If I'm going to read something, I'm going to read a book. I don't read websites. Right. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I watch YouTube videos or I listen to YouTube videos. I'm plugged in there. My playlists, a lot of them are on YouTube for my personal enjoyment. From YouTube books on tape. All that stuff. It's all there. And it is an ecosystem. And it's a weird ecosystem because it's nebulous. And we know that there's artificial intelligent entities involved. If we want to talk about you know, Gnostic illusions... Think about the, the nature of the of the uh, what do they call Archons. them or whatever oh, that yeah. have been invoked, created, and let loose the golems, the tulpas, the Frankenstein monsters mm-hmm. that are at work that fundamentally affect our lives. Sure, that get rid of channels, that delete channels, that put them on the the warning block, that that enforce or rules the the notion that people that are that have millions of subscribers literally report their fr- their frustrations with dealing with the obtuse organization that is youtube that not right. the shadow band and all that people on do the you phone guys, do you think that i mean i guess yeah as a as a obviously a larger content creator as yourself i always felt that was more of like from bigger content creators i hate using the term content creator it sounds so gross but, but uh um you know, from people like claiming shadow banned. Oh, I didn't get this many views because I was shadow banned. It's like it's not just because no one wanted to watch it. <laughs> and that that and the other thing is this is that though it's not the record and not though it's not it's certainly not a record label, and it's certainly maybe not the recording industry, though there are analogies or metaphors to be drawn to those past systems. Um but there is a sell-by date for all content creators. It's combustible. Everybody, yeah. everybody has their time in the sun. Every and everyone, much like the, the, the it's the old story. The guy has a couple of hit songs. The rapper has a couple of hit songs, and he's and he's tooling around in in a gold-plated Escalade. Like the party's never going to stop, despite the fact that if he looks back the over the past fifty years of recorded music, he needs to know and understand that the likelihood that he's going to be here forever is, is unlikely. I mean, it's funny because I, I remember these guys that just a couple of years ago were, tr- were treated like they were going to be deities, like they were going to be Prince or Michael Jackson mm. or the next Madonna. Look at Lady Gaga. Oh, she's like the next Madonna. Like she's like the next Madonna. No. She's and literally then, Madonna. There's a, it's just, it's just replica. Everyone has their time in the sun. I'll have my time in the sun. There's going to be a time when the people 
who have watched me over the course of years will say, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that have dedicated their lives to professional wrestling and still love professional wrestling. Hey, the majority of people that get that like professional wrestling are really dedicated for a certain period of time and they stop going. I don't go to metal shows anymore. Yeah. There's be metal bands in concert. And that used to be a key aspect of my life. But I don't do that anymore. I've done, I've gone to enough metal shows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 you, you reach a point. And it, I do it with other people. I don't subscribe to people that I was subscribed to for years because at the end of the day, it's the same thing over and over again. And other things are going to happen and life is going to happen. Well, isn't it funny too in this age where a combustible comment say something i don't want to get into i'm not i'm not gonna talk broadly i want to preface everyone here i'm not talking about cancel culture i'm talking specifically about the idea that it's interesting that you need to continuously make combustible content that can ruin you when basically it's just a uh you know a dismovement it's just a false start or some stupid whatever and like that's what careers are now on this platform that's what careers are on twitter it's 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 combustible it's like if you if you don't keep consistent with it you know it's teething the line because you're you know it's and i really don't want to talk about cancel culture so please don't think that i'm talking about cancel culture even (laughs) look on june 10th 2021 i i feel like we've People were acting like cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. Yeah. I think cancel culture has had its sell by date. It's done. Remember SJWs? SJWs. Oh, no one talks about SJWs no. anymore. Hey, Thankfully. whatever happened to Pepe? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, thank you for this video just getting flagged 800 times. And then really? No, I'm just kidding. That'd be okay. I'd be like, yes, that's how I'm gonna take out the competition. Steven, yeah. Steven Cambion, have me on your show. Fuck, 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 N-word. And you're gone. You know what I mean? Okay. So there 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 is a there is a uh a rubric though, I guess. Like, what did you say to get demonetized? Do you know? You brought it up in a couple of streams. Listen, so you didn't Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the best thing that I can do. When they flagged my video, they give you a warning, then they give you a strike, then they give you another strike, then they give third strike, you're out, you lose your channel. When you gotten by the time that they notify you that you that there was objectionable content that they gave you a warning or a strike for, you get an email and you are also informed that the video in question has been deleted by them. They don't say mm-hmm. t- it's been put in privatized. You have an obligation to delete it with the next amount of time. Right. And that's so the all, trick. All Even the if it's unlisted right. or privatized, you still get that fucked. doesn't matter. They, yeah. they, I got flagged on videos that were already set to private. Yeah. So they don't give a fuck. I have. That's why part of the thing that, that I tell people when they talk about prepping videos, like doing the old school content that involves me watching a video for an hour and a half to take notes than to do a two hour video. I don't have that extra hour and a half because that extra hour and a half is dedicated to archiving shit or just deleting shit that is, that is is erroneous anymore. And I've been making nearly daily content for going on six years, and a lot of my videos are over two hours long. Right. So there's plenty of videos that I'm like, am I going to watch this two-hour video to see if at one point or at another point I say something that's possibly objectionable? That's not happening. 
It's delete or archive, get it the fuck off, and let's move on with our lives. The videos in question that I specifically got a warning and a strike for had nothing to do, specifically had nothing to do with the dude who brought a lawsuit against me. Right. I, I knew that. They were that. all, yeah. to the best of my ability to know and understand, I was issued warning, a warning and then a strike for talking about a certain letter in the alphabet, which makes me know and understand. One of them was a critique of Jerome Corsi. I got you. Yeah, one of them I was got a you. It took me a while. Corsi. Yeah. And one of them was an analysis of, of I forget, I forget what it was like Jerome Corsi or Robert David Steele or something. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with, with anything other than obviously the algorithm could not make the distinction between someone saying that they were a supporter of Buanon or someone saying that Buanon is bullshit and anyone who believes in it is ridiculous. No human being. The email is written as if it's they, interesting. Yeah, the, the email that you get is written as if, you know, me and the guys, we really don't want to flag anything. And we wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and we this watched guy, it, we watched your video, fucking guy. And then we slept on it, you know what I mean? We thought about it, we're like, oh man. But then we're like, you know what? We just, you know, Jerome, of course, is a human being with feelings too. Yeah. You called him fat. You all the things you said about his political things, that was fair. Four chan lives that, matter. That could have hurt his feelings. That was a joke. You know what? We're gonna have to give you the strike. Yeah. We we did it. Don't blame us. But that's not what happened at all. You get that that email that's written like that, but you know what happened? A fucking bot clicked on it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting to me though, because there are other mentions letter and then flagged it. You there are other content creators though that have openly talked about this. Haven't been flat. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, they have so much content going up to YouTube. I believe that the artificial intelligence algorithms moving at the speed of light mm -hmm. are still in themselves overburdened. If you think about the amount of content that is uploaded to YouTube, you need to know and understand that even just running the bot algorithms at some point has an energy quotient. That sure. will be appreciable, appreciable to YouTube Corp and Google Corp or whatever as a cost. As a cost. Yeah. And I guess like it's weird. As you said before, you hit 10,000. It's really not that much difference between engagement as 5,000. Right. Nothing. But for new creators, you know, getting monetized and stuff, it's in, they're not on the radar yet. So you might have been gestating a bit in the back oh, machinations of the, different the, things. The first warning, the first warning that I got was on a video that was probably three or four years old. Mm. Because when was the last time Jerome Corsi was on Alex Jones's Infowars? I have no idea. It, it was a million years ago. And I didn't <laughs> get and I didn't get this the, the warning and the strike until 2020. So there was no way that that video was you know, seen or noticed by anyone for four years. And another Perfect. one of the videos I think famously was talking about Jordan Peterson. Oof. It was like, it was nuts. So what, what the bottom line is, this is that for me, the demonetization was actually good because I could tell you if they nuke this whole channel, that's fine. The other thing that's a great life yeah. lesson is this. If you go back to my videos, all the videos that I've made about there's a, there's a song by a uh, blues traveler called 100 Years. And the great line is, it won't mean a thing in 100 years. 
damn. All of the notes that I blues travel. That time on Simon Parks, Corey Good, David Wilcock, they're all going the way of the dodo, just like me, just like yeah. you. The relevancy oh. of these moments in time we are experiencing in real time, and in, in the people that I, the videos that I made about people from five years ago, if they get totally destroyed, people like to go, oh no no no, they'll be terrible if it got destroyed. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah. The, the, the five hour hangouts of people bullshitting and joking with each other. People make people for years since the VHS tape. They're, they're making their four hour, five hour videos of grandma's 80th birthday. No one is ever going to watch that video. Oh my God. Like, I think back, you know, uh, I started breaking, I was doing an audio podcast for at least a year and a half before I broke into YouTube. I was uploading music videos here and there, wanted to do some live stream stuff, broke into it and got slapped in the face real quick about interpersonal drama, parasocial relationships, you know, different things. And then you wonder, it's like, what did all of that content matter? Like, what did this, who's going to go back and watch the Saturday Sideshow other than us? and like i like that though it's a document about you know what we were but you know with all the extraneous elements happening like it was just you you know know, listen 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 the the number of videos that i could go back to that that have me um like debating or talking or yelling at somebody about some fucking thing like like the whole like the whole paranormal hood stephen cambion thing like what the that means it, we who what's the relevancy of that like three months from now? It's it's basically a recording of of people like basically in a high school context being like, I don't know, man. Did you okay? So he was out of line, but like when you said that thing in response, you were kind of out of line too. And like, and then it's like imagine like the bullshit conversations that people have had with their girlfriends over the years if you recorded all of them and played the back somewhere there's an andy warhol aficionado who watches the eight hours of the empire state building every once in a while but you if you read the description of the eight hour andy warhol movie you get it you understand you don't need to actually watch the movie that's not the point the point is the fact that we can do it so we did do it but it's like I remember when, when with Google Hangouts Live, when people started being knowing that they could do these eight-hour hangouts. And I realized, I was like, people are making eight-hour hangouts of nothing. It's like an Andy Warhol nightmare where we're all taping each other, just living life. And yeah, I, I, so I learned the hard what way. What is the value and the point of this, of this video? To the degree even that it's about something, it's like a news broadcast. I have one two-and-a-half-hour video that's about the one time that remember that Donald Trump bombed Syria. Mm. And it was like a minor, it was like there wasn't a lot of casualties. It, it was a whole brouhaha. And it, it, the relevancy of that action was dwarfed by other things that Donald Trump did, like within weeks. That video is still there, taking up two hours of data. Who the fuck, if, even if they're interested in the, his, the historical event and want to do research, are going to need to watch my video about it with me and my friend Dave being like, that was fucked up, man. You know what I mean? We're talking about the sure. fact that Jordan Sather was being an apologist for um, false flags. We're just saying all the names. We're just going to say wow. all the names tonight. I'm just kidding. Dave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking Dave, man. So what I wanted to do with you, uh, CW, since I have you here, and I, I honestly yeah. think that, 
you know, this was for me, you're a hard man to get a hold of, you know, too. you're busy. You're a busy dude. Like it was, you know, I wanted to ask you questions that I felt maybe people that just ran into you over the past couple of years wanted to ask as I have, but I actually asked the chat to, uh, you know, and I'll ask again, if you have any questions for CW, put it in all caps. Let me make it I meaningful. Get a glass of water. It'll take me three point five seconds. Can oh, I, I was I, yeah. I, I was gonna. I was hoping you'll get a question and then I could go pee. No, I'm just kidding. You're good. <laughs> okay. Well, let me get Billy's glass. Glass of water, and then I'll be good. All right. So I haven't really been looking at the live chat. Forgive me, folks. Um. Well, oh, don't tell Prague. He's phasing out. Oh, is uh, is my mic okay? Uh, you guys hear me okay? Was the was the volume all right? Uh, thank you, KB, for giving me some latent PTSD about mic volume. Really appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah. Uh, let me know in the chat. It's good. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Reemsy. And I wanted to bring Reemsy up too earlier. Um, I forget My what favorite about. YouTube content creator of all time. His I wanted to bring him all. up earlier because we were talking about. Oh, it'll come back to me. So there was something to, specific make, that I, was awesome. Yes, yes and I, I really to, do I enjoy Reemsy. You brought him up, so I have to make my can statement do about Reemsy. Yeah, my favorite YouTube content creator of all time. There is not a bad video in the bunch from feeding deer to Geritol to cologne reviews to albums spinning on everything to, to, to bookcase demonstrations the, to music videos to piano and harp playing. The guy is just the best YouTube content creator of all time, in my humble opinion. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I say this. This is not a ha 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 ironic statement. I believe that Reemsey's Geritol video is the Citizen Kane of YouTube content. And I say <laughs> that for very sincere and real reasons. It is a quintessential, nearly classic example of, of old school YouTube content i endorse the best youtube video of all time is reemsey's video about geritol mm. Mm. it is mm. it just it, it is i mean it's, it. you know, i can defend the position and everyone laughs like ah, ha, 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 ha. no it's the best goddamn it is it is if you see this and pose yourself the question is this or is this not well, I'm not on YouTube anymore. The, the, the classics are still up there. He's I was going to say, because Reemsey, I know from when we've talked in chats, he's doing daily motion now, isn't... But I have seen replays of his wonderful you know, concertos of hair. And uh, wasn't Grease 2 going to be one? I think that he, what he'll do is it'll happen once on the live stream and then he archives it. But yeah... Um, Brilliant creator. I know uh, Sam Shadow asked one. Oh, and uh, KB says not about the volume. So she was just straight up saying I'm phasing out. That works. Can't all win. 
you lose. I love how people like help you. Yeah. Like friends like these, these who um, have a knife in the back. But anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, Sam Shadow had asked earlier when I put the chat in the comments and then got myself away from it because it's hard, you know, when you're so entranced by such a a mesmerist as CW Chanter. Uh, she asked, uh, you know, what are some recent occult slash spiritual books that you you're reading for for chanting? Recent ones. So I'm I'm I. I'm gonna blank because so I read what I read is I don't have one book going at a time. My home and my workspace, there are piles and piles and piles of books everywhere. And the little piles mean something and they all add up and they do this. So I'm trying to think of an example of others specifically. I'm thinking of like the Western occult tradition, which is what I think she's asking about. What what I'm re reading, and it would be. And I'm terrible with names. What is what is the? It's by Peter J. Carroll. It's like the classic on a uh, Lee Bernal. I'm still, I'm reading Lee Bernal. Uh, is one of the many books that I'm that I'm reading at home. And I think that there could be an argument to be made that the works of Alron Hubbard fall within the Western esoteric tradition and canon. Um, so I, I've actually got like you know probably a couple of books by the old crazy guy. Uh, that I'm reading um, as well. Um, but like I said, you know, like, you know, you know, the spiritual religious books that I'm reading, you know, most currently is I'm still making my way through the Urantia book. I had taken a break for a long time, but I'm up to page like 650, whatever. And um, which is just getting near the good part where we're talking about the age of the frogs. Insider Urantia book jokes. Who needs that? Um, but um, they're, they're, they're different ones. And what else, what else am I reading? Oh, there he's back. I don't know. You know, it's tough for me to remember these things because... Oh, damn because it. I you read... noticed I was gone? That was the whole they point. Did. They also, I think there was a volume drop as well. Oh, no. On, on my, on your end. I, but when you disappeared, they said that the mic drop... It sounded like that's when the mic dropped. Oh, so maybe it so might have been up. that there's something that happened. Maybe I'm picking you up all along. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Well, I apologize. But, I had to I had to sneak a restroom break there. You have to. I mean, you're only human. You, you know. So I, I don't know if I gave a satisfactory answer. I, I mentioned the um, Lieber Null by uh, Peter sure. Carroll is one of the the books that I'm reading now. I guess. Which is the it's the book that I'm reading now that I think solidly falls within the Western esoteric tradition, which mm. is the sense of, of what I thought Sam was was asking about. Um, well, I like to... yeah, and I I've been you know, Lieber Chaos is one that I still haven't finished. Oh no no like, no! Yeah, I mean all all these yeah. things like you know like I buy more books than I read. So well, I'm, I'm just gonna, saying I'm like in the it. in the trajectory of both of those you know Pete Carroll books, right like in that sequence like there yeah there's just something um beautifully understated about libernal right and the psychonaut of all the chaos authors that i've read the most you mentioned phil hein yes phil hein essentially writes some some first works but a lot of what phil hein is is about he's almost like the israel regardi yeah of the modern chaos magic movement He's a because demolisher. A lot of what he does is synthesis mm -hmm. and, and digesting 
and uh, kind of introductory works and materials. So of all the chaos magical books that I've read, I've read far more Hein yes, than I've read Carol. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a pomp, there's a pomposity with with Carol that uh, oh, Hein just Hein just has just a beautiful. Yeah, I wouldn't call it layman. It's a, it's obviously you know kind of a, above that with like rhyme and meter and writing. It's it's really beautifully constructed, but just a very he's like a servitor unto himself about just being uh, human about with all of this. You know, if you read the introductory paragraphs to a Phil Hine book on chaos magic you will probably go away with one, at least one or two meditative techniques that in and of themselves can be utilized and worked with for a lifetime. Absolutely. That guy and not, n- not to mention like what he's done to open and kind of, like I said, you know, he's a demolisher of condensed chaos, obviously when Brilliant. I was a kid, when I was younger, but Heinz varieties, which came out a few years ago, He's talking about how he left it all behind. He thought it was all rubbish. And then it started seeping back into his life. Like very little do we have about, you know, scholars and writers within this paradigm talk about how maybe their work was bullshit before. And now it's, you know, it's singing to them again or they're kind of understanding it. You know, sure. Or like just being on just absolutely honest with the journey rather than just trying. Yeah. To- well, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, you know, there's just there's a ton of work and material out there that is absolutely nothing except the regurgitation and the look how much I, I know about Aleister Crowley. Yep. Or look how much I, I know about, you know, spare or whatever. It's just it's it's um, it's, you know, Reader's Digest history lessons sure. rather than than anything else or just, uh, you know, the pomposity of people acting as if that if Aleister Crowley wrote and practiced and they write and practice, they're in some way, shape or form Aleister Crowley. And it's like the same thing with like what I talk about with hashtag no new music. It's like Jason Love can write till the, till the cows come home. No one's going to remember you. No one is will right. ever fucking remember you or your work. Not that you are disregardable as a human being, but just, <laughs> it's just because it's just that era has ended. There are every, in a world where everyone can create content, the creation of content is somewhat irrelevant and just becomes an aspect of living life. For sure. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, to me, that's when we talked offline and I was asking about certain topics, one of my major things was, oh, no, this isn't in an authoritative voice. This is a casual, anecdotal, experiential kind of conversation between two people, you know, and like that has always been my thing with it to me. You know, that sings more than, you know, you citing a, you know, the, I don't know, whatever. Like I said, I'm trying to make words not work anymore. Um, Solomon Marshall is in the live chat. And he says, he says, I read up and I see CW. I need an answer, man. Mm. All right. So let's do this. So Solar Marshall, what was his question? I have no idea. All I know, Alex, this happens to me in the live chat all the time. Oh, I'm no. talking, then I look to the live chat. People are like, when is he going to answer my question? I'm feeling I'm your like, pain oh, right now. I will never look at your live chat the same again. I get you, I get you now. Oh, oh, oh. oh. So the Marshall says, CW Chapter, could you give me a private link to the Lazard debunk 
vid we did please i may not be able to and I'll, t- I'll tell you why because um i'm gonna be completely fucking honest with you someone i gonna be if there's a way that i could do it maybe i don't have time to, to think about my channel i really don't and, and i love you and there's and and kelly was involved in the production of that video um and there are deals that i made that uh with people that involve Chichesco moves like I'm just um I don't know what to tell you that if you're gonna if you don't cry I if it if it exists it was not deleted it was I want to post that people used it so here's the deal I'll find it it's archived. He says, oh, man, yeah, well, my girlfriend left me for a month over that night. Yeah, I believe you. Believe you me, kiddo. I, I hear you. If it exists, it's archived. Here's the deal, man. You know, I've got. Here's the deal, man. So let me. I'll be completely straight. It was gold. It, it, it's it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's the fact that you know what I mean. Like in my personal life, it's just that there's 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 things that I've had to do and and I'm having to do. Uh, if I could listen here, you're not the first person to request a video. Listen, if I have it and it 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 hasn't been archived yet, it's merely been privatized. We'll get you the link. I'll give you a period of time that you can you can get it. And you, can, I don't know what you're gonna do. You can post it on your own channel or whatever. I don't know. Like I don't really, I don't really. You did do a lot of work on that. But here's the thing. Here's the. You don't need to email W. I'm giving you my word. I'll get you the copy of the video. But Solar, here's what you need to do. You need to send me an email just to make sure that I've got your email so I can send you a link. And I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. To the degree that I can get you the link, I'm gonna get you the link, and I'm gonna say these towards the effect of. You've got 24 hours, 48 hours to download it by any means necessary. And then whatever happened to it is going to happen to it. If it's already been archived, I'm going to tell you what. If, you know, we'll have to figure out a deal. You'll mail me a thumb drive. I'll mail you a thumb drive back, whatever the case it is, and we'll figure it out. But here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you I can get you a copy of the video because it's not deleted. I know that much. But I will tell you this. It's going to fucking happen when it fucking happens. I cannot, I don't have time in my life. I got my kids. I got the job. I got maintaining my YouTube video. I got jerking off in the corner to computer porn. I've got to talk <laughs> to this douchebag over here. I've got reading books and spending two and a half hours meditating, chanting, reading books when I'm not jerking off in the corner in the kitchen. It'll happen when it happens. I'll get it to you when I fucking get it to you. And if you ask me three times, I'm going to tell you, well, now you're going to wait nine months because it's just the way that it goes. Not because I want to be a dick, because i am one cw can you do me an honor no um at, no <laughs> as we no. <laughs> as we close out we'll check this out as we close out it would be an honor for you to tend to the live chat and i'm not oh, okay. pushing that i'm not skirting that away but as much as i've seen you handle a live chat every day you know mr oh, sure. streamer two you know, a couple days a week. I think it would be uh, pretty fantastic for you to handle this one. 
Okay, I see the recommendation, the book recommendation from Oswald Spangler. Oswald, I read all your emails, though I don't respond to all of them. Uh, we also have a, a question. <laughs> Philip Blair says, C.W. Chanter, interview of Walter Bosley, Ben. I, you've asked that before. I believe that that video is already up. So when I set all my videos to private, the first videos to come back were the videos that were interviews with other people because I know the feeling. I have done multiple interviews on people's channels and then have had them nuke their channels or set all their content to private and retire. And I'm like, that's great, but that was two hours that I took out of my day to bullshit with you or whatever. Could you have not done that? So most of my videos that have interviews are back up. So it may be the fact that the video is already back up. If it's not backed up or already up, we'll get there when we get to it. There's no reason for the Walter Bosley video not to be up because I like uh, the video. Oswald Spangler says, Bosley will never be deleted from YouTube because he's a Fed. Absolutely. Solar Marshall, listen, he did a lot of work. The video was great. In fact, the video was great. It, 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 I might very well look at it and, and just put it back up. I mean, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, but, you know, like, you know, no one understands this. Like, I say this I'm not trying to, like, unperson anybody. Like, I said Kelly's name for a reason. She's a human being. She existed. We were together for a while. We're no longer together. Proceeding and moving through life, I have to think about already. My kids are, are 10 years old. They're getting to the stage where they know that I'm called CW Chanter. They've seen, you know, who, what my kids love? My kids love uh, uh, Mercado. Jose Mercado made a video about uh, a music video about, you know, doing a parody of that song, It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. My kids can't get enough of that video. They must have watched that video 10 times each, right? They also love. They also, you know what video my kids love? The the clip that Spooky made of me talking to you where she puts the little Irish hat on me. Oh, yeah. That mm -hmm. thing. My kids can't get enough of that. The <laughs> issue then is, so my kids know about the CW Chanter oh, channel. Oh, shit. And we can't, we don't want them running into archives and saying, like, who the fuck is that, you know, late. So th that's why a lot of stuff, you know, just, and it hurts. Because she did, she did work too. She did some stuff too that was, you know, her intellectual property, her contributions, and you know, and it is what it is. But um, but I'll, but here's the other thing. Like so, you know, it is what it is. But we have to count our blessings and we have to be aware of things. So that's that. Too much information. Yeah. But but you know, but but Solar Marshall. Like here's the thing about why the interviews, some of the interviews, were, went back up immediately is because Solar Marshall did a lot of work on that video. So it's not like I'm going to be like, fuck it, screw you, done, your mother, I'm I'm not giving you that video. You know what I mean? You know, it was your contribution and it sucks because it was a great video and it's, but at the end of the day, uh, Shadows on Production says, John Teeter 3 is a mantid is worth reposting. <laughs> That's not up, again, I, you, no offense, you worthless cocksuckers. I, I have a feeling that some of these videos are up and you're just fat back cactus, I believe is up. I believe that that video is up. And to the degree that it's not, like I said, you know, it takes a while. You know what it takes to go through? I have made videos five nights a week for going on six fucking years. Do you yeah. know what it's like when I try to go through my archives and my app? How about this? How many of the archives, the video title has nothing to do 
with the content of the video. It's like Nirvana. Myself, the title of the video is "Why Why the the Why the 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 Thorny Roses of Summer Bring a Tear to My Eye and a Skip to My Step," and it's a four and a half hour video. And the thumbnail is me and Michael on the arrows yelling at each other. What the fuck is in that video? Do I archive it? Do I delist it? Do I privatize it? Do I put it on Patreon? Is it going to get somebody sued? Is it going to get somebody arrested? What the, you know, and it's just, you say, fuck it, archive it, and fuck it, get it offline, because we don't know how many times that could be. I appreciate it. It's like Nirvana songs. What? (laughs) Reeves, he says, CW video titles always confuse me. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to. So my commitment is to, to refute through action, the notion that I should pander to the audience or make it easier for them. And that's one of the things, like, I know that if I talk about David Wilcock, Mendoza, Simon Parks, or whoever, that video is going to get a ton of views. There are reasons that I make a video about those guys sometimes, and then I say, I give the video a wacky title. Why? So that I could tell you guys, the, the Reem C's, the Jasmine Eric's, the Stephen Ronan's, the Sixth Sense, the people that show up for every fucking video, so that you can know that you guys, because you tune into every video, you got the classic CW telling somebody he's an asshole video, and those jackass shithead moron fucktards who don't fucking get off their ass unless I put somebody's specific name in the fucking video mm. so they can come fucking get their whack-off jollies to me yelling at another human being on the internet. Like, for whatever reason, fuck them. You didn't get a chance to see that video. And also the people that hate watch me who are making transcriptions <laughs> for fucking dear leader of, of the shit that I said about them. It's going to be a two and a half hour video. The first 45 minutes are going to be about me talking about why fucking Pearl Jam is basically Menudo, right? That's going to be the first 45 minutes. Then I'm going to yell at the live chat for another 25. Then there's going to be 15 minutes of solid burn against dear leader. Another thing about Dear Leader is you got to realize this. He's lying to his own children. Can you fucking believe that? Blah, 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 blah. And that's that gold that they're never going to see unless they watch through that first six torturous hour. That's how you do it. And then I'm going to talk for another 45 minutes about nothing. And every moment that I'm talking about nothing, you're going to want to click off. But you're not going to want to click off because you know the minute you fucking click click off is the minute I'm going to be like, and you know who else can suck a dick? Cliff High. What's up with that shithead? And you'll be like, damn it, I missed it. And timestamp? I ain't giving you a timestamp. I'm fucking annotating my video. And I'm certainly not going to title it in a way that makes you know what you're going to get. Fuck it. You don't watch my video? Guess what? That happened. Listen, you sway with Mendoza and sting with Commonwealth chanting. The, whatever that means. <laughs> In your videos, that, that sweet, delicate boxing dance. Oh, that's it. It's, it's all delicate dance. It's all delicate yeah. dance. <laughs> well, CW, it has been such a pleasure. I hope everyone... Holy shit, honestly, it's almost dude, midnight. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. How long are we doing this I was going to say, you got a life. Uh, so do I. I got a life. Uh, News to me. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, it was an honor for you to rail against my live live chat. So thank you so much. It's well worth it. Much appreciated. It's twenty minutes to midnight. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs>
You're an asshole. I'll tell you another thing. I'm this sorry. Guy. First of all, nice fucking little hat. And what's up with the what's up with the like what is that steampunky esque? Oh, it's uh it's you know it's a polyester kind of Confederate shirt. Whatever it is, it looks like you're yeah, I shouldn't have said that because it's not it's not the reason why I didn't get it. All right, the reason why I got it wasn't because it was a Confederate style. That's just the name of the style. This guy looks Yankee, like this guy looks like he's Yankee. cosplaying as the Leatherman from Village. <laughs> I knew People it. I here. was waiting for that rip. Oh yeah, when you put that, I, I put on he put the jacket hat. on. He was like, yeah. "If I no, this was you." And if this was, I can read fucking lines. Check this out. This is it. Watch this. He put it on, looked in the mirror, and said, "CW Chanter is going to give me so much shit." Come and then he started me. taking it off and realized, "Wait, wait." If I take it off, I'm taking it off because CW Chanter is going to give me so much shit. You can't win. Now I have. Now I'm committed. Now I have to put keep it on. Yeah. And I know it's going to happen. To be fair, I just came back from the uh, like uh, the woods in Washington. You wear that. Smell out? like shit. You know, from you uh, tracking animals. He's that guy. And then uh, I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, polyester the smell can't get through, and Mary can, uh, you know, not be pissed off at me. But uh... <laughs> look at that, too funny. No, so this fucking guy. Here's the original point. So we're trying to figure out the time that we're going to do this, and we're trying to figure out time schedule. And I realized for him, he just went from like what six to what not eight forty, nine thirty. What what time is it by you? It is nine four. Oh no, it's uh, shit. What time is it here? It is 8.42. So that's damn early. He's still got a night in front of him. He can read a book. <laughs> he can have dinner. Meanwhile, I've got to you know, bear the elements here because we started off nine. And I look, but it was a delightful time. That's why we lost track of the time. Yeah. And, you know, like it wasn't uh, I really thought I had an open week because I just ended up starting this tracking project today. So this was my like first day in Seattle or in like uh, Washington doing it. I was like, yeah, we can do it. Sorry, it's late, you know, but uh, I really appreciate it, man. I know how hard it is. And and this is a lesson for Solar Marshall and anyone else who's going to wait for me to get off my ass and do something that I said that I'm going to do for them. Literally, Keats's first request that I come onto his channel like like was it occurred in 2020 oh yeah it yeah, was a I long mean, time ago that's what that's what jiggy needs to understand oh that's what no, all these people no, need no, to first understand first of all here's fucking jiggy jiggy's complaining about me not appearing on this channel meanwhile this is me every morning checking the twitter at like what 9 45 a.m while i'm sitting there waiting for a bagel or whatever oh jiggy sent me a, a link at 9 30 Mm. you know just a random twitter dm like you we have got to schedule this if you want me to be on this must be scheduled yeah who knows well it's a it's a hell of a day you know started with a solar eclipse make of that what you will uh i had my first day of uh work out here came home got cw'd got some uh nice ribbing that sounded dark and weird you know what I mean. <laughs> One last thing before we go. Kid Cosby <laughs> says, does CW remember his video with Natasha Nix when the Zoom <laughs> the Zoom revealed her set? Absolutely. That was a classic moment. I think there's a there's a the the one playlist on my channel, public playlist on my channel that's the kind of like the least volatile that's still mostly there is the 
one called CW Chanter in the Wild, which is all the interviews that I've done and appearances I've done on other people's channel channel. So if she hasn't sent that video to private or hasn't deleted her YouTube ch video channel, it should be there. It was a classic moment and it was great. You know, basically what happened was her green screen fell down. And it's like that that moment in The Simpsons when when Marge is showing people's houses people's houses, and then all of a sudden the whole fucking front end of Lenny's house falls down. You see him like sitting like you know in in boxer shorts and a wife beater eating a cold bowl of cereal like underneath like a bare light you know single light bulb. And he just looks up despondently and says, "Please don't tell people how I live." <laughs> she had this great, amazing green screen setup. It looked like she was like fucking, basically broadcasting from some like decadent Roman bath. It was all like glowing, you know, synergy bottles and fucking what, red velvet. Synergy and bottles. The thing falls down, it. and she's basically in my fucking office. It was terrible. It was like, yeah. It was great. Oh no, it's my. Hey. I'm not gonna lie, CW. When I was, I was on. <laughs> I was with Sam last night and she was really helping me like work out some OBS stuff because this is this has been like weeks in the work. I had to like right. just do Zoom before we went on because nothing was working. <laughs> and Sam and I were laughing. <laughs> it's like you're gonna have all this shit behind you and like have like you know uh high quality titles, and blah blah blah. And CW is just gonna hit live in his office. That's so it. it's all good. Yeah. People are like, you should work on your thumbnails. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing shit for you. Yeah. Like, oh, you should you should you should just edit that part out. All right, I didn't, I'm not editing it out. I'm nope. not watching this bullshit again to get to the fucking 15 second mark where I gotta take out clip two seconds. Fuck you. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, I dig that? it. How and it's I the same, it's that? the same with your uh, you know, with your Patreon, which I know you've been actually adding some more stuff. Adding to. one video. Let's not, yeah. let's not go nuts. One video? <laughs> nice. Yeah. You were like, hey, I did a Patreon video. I was like, holy shit. Everyone, we're gonna try, we're gonna try and be more consistent and do do what we can do to make it worth what people's while. And but listen, yeah, no, I'm so subscribed. Here's the other you know, I may only have 5,000 subscribe. subscribers, but I tell people this, and I know we gotta get the fuck out of here. I know I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I Literally, people can do all the shit that they want to with OBS and these flying chirons and all that crap. And you do, <laughs> you'll get more views than me, but you'll never be able to do what the fuck I do, which is I fucking hit record and I'm naturally that fucking entertaining. I don't make up any stories about meeting anyone special or being contacted by a blue avian race. I don't need to do any of that shit. I also sure. not to talk about what fucking happened to me at the fucking diner last night. And that'll be more compelling than any of the bullshit that you dreamers come up with in a thousand fucking years. Kiss my fucking ass. Amen. Not today, Yahweh. Not That's today. Not All right, tomorrow. man. CW, thank you so much. Thank Everyone in the chat. Brother. If I if I could afford a new mic, I would have dropped this one after that. Yeah, but, listen, uh, my mic's break. I don't replace them. I just go back <laughs> to whatever. But anyways, yeah, it was uh, it was a pleasure, man. This will be out for those watching. This will be out in audio podcast form within the next week. You can get it at iTunes, Stitcher, you know, whatever pod catcher, cast Potter <laughs> thing that you listen to. Than the world of podcasts. Yeah, right. Spotify. I don't Catch know. Catch me on Stitcher. Yeah, <laughs> Stitcher. I know. Like, how Stitcher. dated am I? Stitcher. It's All right, podcast. Yeah. Um. Also, I put out a new album. Uh, hashtag no new music. Absolutely. And, uh, 
And uh, it's uh, I'm only doing it through if you PayPal me with the link in the description, Ooh. five bucks or more, I'll send it to you. Uh, I'm not doing wide release streaming shit anymore. It's oh. uh, if you like it, you like it. If you want it, you'll get it. And if you can't afford it, I'll send it to you, too. So um, anyways, thank you, everyone. Uh, fuck, yeah, we're in Seattle. Thank you to CW. Um, and uh, shit, this was a lot of fun. But yeah, oh, yeah. now I've got to go take a shower because I smell like coyote. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's coyote sprays. All right. I'm going to take Follow us out here. Shit. Tell the people on the internet. <laughs> pheromones that's what they call them when it's really just dick fume okay you, you make more sales with dick fume <laughs> the title of his new record meanwhile i got a new record too send me ten dollars i'll send you nothing i'm gonna literally i'm gonna put out a record called hashtag no new music and see you if you should. see me oh <laughs> i get it it's ironic oh. i love the I'm not streaming this stuff. Give it away for free. You got to give me $5. Oh, grandma. no. I like, said, like, I, I'll send it $5. to you if you want it. Now, listen. I ain't getting paid from streaming services, and I've got a lot of records out there. You ain't there. getting paid so by PayPal either, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Actually, oh, never yeah. mind. We won't get, no, I'm just kidding. No, it was, it was a good experiment, and uh, people really came out for it when I sure. released it, and that was really nice. So. Good, good. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all about the money at the end. It's of the been day. a while since Love and Rockets got together and released ah. an album, so at least I got Keats out there. <laughs> Hashtag no new music. Dead Hashtag art. tones no on fail. That's it. Yeah. All right, we're playing this out. Have a good night, y'all. Haunt on. <laughs>